in the mind of God. You see, you meddling little shit! Intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your face! To Say You Love Satan, a podcast on all things horror. This is Stephanie, your conductor on this runaway train to Hades. Can't rain all the time. And with me, as always, are Jesse. I just like to say three words scary German guy. Time is almost up. It's your last chance for pie. And Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Space. What a suck face. No. I'll tell you what I want, whatever you need. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm fucking dying here! I'm fucking dying! And today we have a special guest yet again. John, a.k.a. Basic Brunch Bitch. Can't get enough of hanging out with us. I can feel myself. Rot. Send more cops. Send more paramedics. <laughs> Melissa really didn't say hi. So she she gave the stink eye, which I yeah. think everybody Whoa. saw. Through. It got recorded. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a band that went yeah. off. I'm sorry, I had to. No, Melody. I was trying to. I was like, do I want to sing this song? And then he did it, so he took care of it. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Nope, I apologize. It was, good. it was too good to pass up. You're not really no, you gotta. sorry. No, I'm not. Um, so on today's episode, we will be conversating about some skin crawling creeps. You don't say com- <laughs> don't do don't ever say that again, dude. Is that we, a Jessieism? No, no. I was just I hate it so <laughs> much. That's why I said it. Yeah, we'll be discussing. Some yeah, but cre- see, but Steph, people that creeps. listen to this don't know that, so they're gonna think you're a dumb piece of shit. Uh, so. It was supposed to be funny, and then um, followed by some <laughs> trailer trash. <laughs> and our feature presentation is Silver Bullet from 1985. What are you guys drinking? Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I'm drinking the Walking Dead Blood Orange IPA. It's not that great, but <laughs> I bought it one time and knew it wasn't great, and someone gifted it to me for Christmas. Who gave it to you? My bro. Oh. And I was it like, it's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's not good. Yeah. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be blood orange, and it just tastes like. So it's like the show. <laughs> it's like drinking the show. Exactly. Exactly. It's um. Yeah, it pretty much is exactly like that. No, it, it tastes. It, it's supposed to have blood orange in it, but it doesn't. You taste don't really any taste blood the blood orange. It just tastes yeah. like burnt. Yeah, <laughs> burnt, burnt, burnt IPA. Is it what tastes it like be. If you got coffee grinds <laughs> and put them in your mouth. It's All right, cool. Good. Yeah, way to, you, way to sell that one. What about you, John? What are you drinking? I am drinking the Innocent Gun Rare Oak Pale Ale from Scotland. It's very good beer. Very good. Scotland. Yep. Melissa? I've got the Dark Horse again, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, because you gave it to me for my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Oh, yeah, it's birthday, yeah. birthday, bitch. You didn't even say anything, Steph, for intro for a birthday. Happy birthday. How old are you? 31. Oh, Jesus. So old. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, knows. am I the youngest one at this table? Yes, you are the youngest yeah, one I'm, at this table. I'm 32. She's so. like, just so everybody knows. Just so everyone knows, <laughs> fuck you all. Uh, and Steph is the oldest. Is, I am is the oldest, not? yes. Yeah. And I'm drinking, the oldest is drinking Sly Fox Christmas Ale, which mm-hmm. is a favorite, and we get it every year. Yep. I drank it. it already. Yep. Before we started recording, because I can't do this unless I'm a little saucy. 
Because I'm scared and I can't <laughs> and I can't have a personality unless I'm drunk. South yeah. spouse. Well, that's me. So um, we're gonna start with some skin crawling creeps. Man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is unseen by most an underworld. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. I'm going to be talking about my favorite cryptid, the goat sucker, or El Chupacabra. El Chupacabs. I actually just found out that the first sightings were reported in 1995, which I think is a little bit surprising because when I think of Bigfoot, like Bigfoot probably existed forever, right? No, <laughs> I, don't no I don't know. What didn't they? For, I, don't, I honestly couldn't say. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought like it would be like earlier than that. So yeah, it was like 1995 in Puerto Rico, also in Mexico, Chile, Nicaragua, Argentina, and Florida. Um, but like the initial sightings, the descriptions were very different than what we picture when we think of the chupacabra, I guess. If, if you think of the chupacabra, I don't know. I think about um, it every day. So the original descriptions were um, that the cre- it was a creature that stands about four to five feet tall with powerful legs that allow it to leap huge distances with long claws, glowing red eyes, and distinctive spikes down its back. Mm. Now, when I think of a chupacabra, I think of a hairless dog-like creature, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean. So yeah. So that was the description initially, and then it changed after like 2000 for whatever reason. Um, and now, yeah, it's like a hairless. People always describe a hairless dog or coyote. Remember when we went to the um, the cryptid museum in Portland, Maine? Yes. And it was like the worst slash best place ever. It was amazing. First of all, it cost like seven dollars to get in. Yeah. Well, when you walk, it was like in an alley on a back street. Yeah. When you walk in there, there's like this like toothless crackhead woman at the counter and she's like telling us all about you know do you know what this is and blah 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 and she points over in the corner and she's like that's the owner over there he never comes in but he came in today for some reason or whatever she's like okay well if we start off the tour i'm going to show you this i don't remember what it was the creature remember the creature she showed like some us some caveman or yeah. something. Don't she's know like we was. don't we're not allowed to by contract we're not allowed to keep this like um uncovered and we you're not allowed to take pictures of it you're not allowed to take pictures of it we only can uncovered for you and you could see it once so she uncovers this thing and i'm expecting like greatness it looked like a paper mache no not even paper mache it looked like someone just ate a bunch of toilet paper and spit it into like like, the form of like something Uh, and it was and i looked at steph and we kind of made like this eye contact like that's a pile of shit (laughs) and the woman and the woman saw us make the thing and she's like i know isn't it just so crazy i mean steph and our minds are like that's not what we were thinking yeah pretty great yeah and then we like walk around the place and it was just like every so they had it all like divided up between like all the different like you know bigfoot and chupacabra but most of the displays were like toys toys. (laughs) like they they actually had jurassic park toys and like so i have a valid question at what point did you guys figure out this was actually a meth house yeah not a museum (laughs) pretty much immediately (laughs) no the best part was they had like this glass case for like in the um, bigfoot section that had um it's supposed to be like legitimate hair and stool samples. Oh my oh god. No. <laughs> That's not sanitary. <laughs> no. It was like it was oh the it god. was just like the guy's ass hair that owned the place. Yeah. Yes. Like, it yeah. was ama- it was it was amazing because it was so ridiculous. It was really fun, yeah. but it was not worth seven dollars. Okay, we and we seriously were in and out in like five minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. There wasn't a lot to see that was great. Yeah. But you were allowed to take pictures of everything else, so I took a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they had like fun. they had like a baby. Um, oh, the baby Bigfoot. It was a baby Bigfoot, <laughs> but all it was was like someone took like a regular like generic baby, um, the kids like like a doll, and just glued brown hair like randomly to it. Oh my god! I was it supposed phone. to be an actual baby Bigfoot? Is that what they were trying like, to like say? A- model of it okay. I, don't, I don't know they what, were trying to say it wasn't like a, okay. it wasn't like a mummified well, they, <laughs> well, I mean it could have been they weren't they weren't clear on what was supposed yeah. to be real and what was supposed to be fake except for the stool samples they were like this is actual hair and shit samples oh you can't yeah. fake that but everything yeah. else you can fake I mean you like, can just shit and, in a fucking jar and, and they had like a map and they had like all and they had all the different names of like the, the Bigfoots because you know they all have like different names whatever and remember we saw Momo and I was so yeah. happy yeah they, <laughs> They had a Momo shirt, and I was like, Steph, please get was the Momo Mississippi, shirt. Mississippi, where they it's say somewhere that? Somewhere down yeah. south. Missouri Monster. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it, like, on the, yes. one of the other episodes, the documentary. I was like, so, and then we wanted to, I wanted to buy t-shirts so bad, but they were so expensive. The t-shirts were, like, $45. <laughs> yeah. And what? I was like, what, dude? Yeah. Are you getting, like, one printed at a time, man? I know. Come I was on. like, I want Momo so bad, but it's not happening. All right, so, to continue with my chupacabra. Um, so it's known as the goat sucker because it would um, attack livestock, um, in particular goats, and exsanguinate the animals. So they would find them and they'd have no blood, in case you don't know what exsanguinate means. Um, exsanguinate. But I guess like they also have attacked other animals, uh, chickens, cats, Where do they whatever. see them the most at? In Mexico and did you, Texas. Did you say that yeah. right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so at, remember how I said like after 2000, like the, the reportings are of a different looking creature and they're mostly in like... Um, Texas and like New Mexico. Um, why do you love that, the chupacabra so much? I love it so much because because this is why I'm asking you because you love goats so much and chupacabras kill goats. I know, so I it do, seems like I, you would not like the chupacabra. I know. I don't know why. I, I mean, I just kind of was drawn to it for some reason. And I do love goats. And then you bought me that tank top that had like the goat on it, and it said can't sleep the chupacabra will get me <laughs> <laughs> and i was like this is just sealing the deal right the here. intersection of cryptozoology <laughs> and the simpsons <laughs> so um so let's see what else yeah john gave me um not this john that's on the podcast my other friend john gave me this like really crappy it was supposed to be a chupacabra figure the thing was like maybe less than five inches tall like it was really corny it looked like it kind of looked like an, a, a gray alien but it was painted green and it had like a serpent tongue and spikes on it. And he just gave it to me or whatever. He's like, here, I bought two of these. You can have one. And I was like, cool. So I had it for like a couple months and I was like, I don't want this fucking thing. I'm going to sell it. So I put it on eBay. The thing was this fucking big. I put it on eBay. I got fucking like... This clo- fucking big, like four inches. Yeah. I- for those who are listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, said five inches before yeah. I, got, I got like $250 for it on, e- what? on eBay. Yeah. And it my, had to be like a rare collector. And my friend John was so fucking pissed off. No, it wasn't. I get. I don't know. It was just these two guys were fighting for it on eBay. John what? Was, and my friend John was like, you gotta give me half that. He was just joking, but it was funny. $250. They actually had the figure at this museum, too. Well, yeah, I was, like, I was like, Steph, yeah. that's a Maybe figure. it was the museum. Yeah. 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 It could have been him. Yeah. We need that for our collection. Spare no expense. Um, so one 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 thing I just want to... We have like a cool book of monsters, so I just wanted to include this because I didn't find this online. Um, so let's see. In some parts, the chupacabra has been called the vampire of mocha, and others believe that the predator is nothing more than a Hispanic panic caused by the constant dumping of biological chemicals bestowed by the USA. Why do they call him? What is he? Vampire Mocha? <laughs> I don't know. Vampire of Mocha. That's vampire of Chocolate? Whatever that means. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's really it. And also, then I was like obsessed with X Files and they did an episode with the Chupacabra, oh, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. I think I vaguely remember that episode. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, have you ever seen a Chupacabra? I have not. Oh, and also, um, so you know how you sometimes, every once in a while, it pops up in the news like, oh, what is this mysterious creature? Is it the Chupacabra? 
Well, the scientists have been able to identify all the animals. Is it my chair? Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, and they're usually dogs with mange or coyotes with mange or some other thing mm-hmm. like that. Some dogs like. But if they're always if they're in like Mexico and like the southern states, it's probably just it's just drunk, tired Mexicans. That <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, Donald Trump. Melissa, can you I mean, read? I don't know if it's a long story or not. I mean, I can take you back to 1998. Let's do it. That was your little music. It was a tender that. time. Fatty <laughs> seventh grade Melissa had just finally seen the craft and decided oh to start her own coven. Yes. I love I love this story yes. so far. It's amazing. I love it. How many pets disappeared? <laughs> None. None. But we did just, you play light as a feather, stiff as a board? We tried to play light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> we tried to start our own little coven with like the new girl from school. So we were like trying to make the craft. Like we had the black chick. We had like the sort of white trash girl. I might have been Nancy. I don't know who I was supposed to be. <laughs> but we like went and built like this little thing back in the woods. I did that, but I was just yeah. a goth kid, but I didn't really know it. <laughs> we went to probably Spencer's Gifts. At the time, did and you go to Hot Topic? Hot Topic, and <laughs> bought our little like books with all the spells in them that were the dumbest fucking spells ever. Did you kill someone? Is like Slenderman no. before Slenderman? No, we didn't kill anyone. <laughs> Disclaimer: This was Harry Potter before Harry Potter yeah. came out. <laughs> yeah, like one of the one of the spells I think was like pet your cat backwards. And what think about the person that you love? <laughs> it was like, oh my god! And like one of them was like. Put dirt on the ground and then collect it and wear it in a locket. Like <laughs> <all this laughs> stupid shit. And my friend, oh my like, God. she made a potion out of potpourri and was like, "Here, drink this." I don't <laughs> no, know we did. no, we really fucking dangerous. did. We were <laughs> idiots. What was the what was the what was the um, spell supposed to do with petting the cat backwards? I think it was like. I can't remember specifically what it was. It wait, wait. had to do with like a love thing or like, um, like making somebody fall in love with you or like. Being ha- something weird like yeah. that, like something really weird. It, did you had like a spell book? Yeah, it was a spell book that we bought at Spencer's Gift. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so it was probably fucking legit. Oh, totally legit. And like the tear cards. Right next to all like all shit. like the sexual like fucking shit at Spencer's. Oh, yeah. Like, the yeah. lube and the dildos. Yeah, and... I don't even remember. But... And the penis shot glasses. And the oh, incense. Yeah. You had to have incense Always. too. If you were going to do anything, it had to be on a full moon. We figured out real quick we were not witches. We had no powers. <laughs> it was a short-lived coven. Did your parents find out about your coven? No, they did not find out about the coven. <laughs> no. Nope. I survived. That's a good thing. So, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Which is... I'm surprised you didn't start your own little coven Well, we thought we that. were... Oh, totally. We thought yeah. we were. And then we also were going to start a rock band. The Burnt Sunflowers. That was our name. <laughs> oh, we were going to be the Undirgibles. Who was? You? you? <laughs> Me and my friends. You had friends? <laughs> <laughs> I had friends, but I didn't play an instrument. Wait, what, what age was I this thought, again? I was like 12 or 13. Okay. I don't know. You I was play, young. You didn't play any instruments? I didn't play any instruments, but I was going to be in a fucking rock band. Yep, same. You, you didn't play the skin flute? No. That not when sh- I was 12. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> give it a year. Give it a year. Yeah, give, yeah, Three years. <laughs> Three years. Yeah, 15. That's I lost mine I lost yeah. mine when I was 13, so. Well, we know about you. I'm just saying. You deviant. I will go now. I used to, when I was a kid, I well, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to, uh, we used to go and play uh, freedom or like uh go exploring at this place um around here in uh, philadelphia called um byberry we just called it byberry but it used to be like a, a state hospital and it went through a bunch of different um names but before i give you some stories i'll just give you a little background on this place it's it's a pretty it has a pretty interesting um history uh it was called originally um well it was called the philadelphia state hospital byberry it was a psych- psychiatric hospital it was located on byberry road in pennsylvania 
Uh, got the name got changed a couple times. It was Philadelphia State Hospital, Byberry State Hospital, Byberry City Farms, uh, and the Philadelphia Hospital for Mental Diseases. And it was a home for our people ranging from mentally challenged to criminally insane. The institution began as a small work farm for the mentally ill. And they made plans to turn the farm into cottage plant asylum. And that's actually where the term funny farm comes from. Uh, the fact that like a lot of these like mental hospitals that they built and asylums were constructed in the middle of like farmland, like far away from the cities. They wanted to keep these people like away from the general populace. So the um, Byberry itself... Um, the buildings were constructed between 1907 and the mid-1920s, and then the newer buildings were constructed in the 1940s to the 1950s. Uh, when it was all said and done, it was pretty... It was Even when I went there, it was a really, really enormous place. There was 50 buildings. Um, there was dormitories for male, females, and children. There was an infirmary, kitchens, laundry room, uh, administration, a chapel, and a morgue. Uh, at the height of this... Um, of its, you know... Like, I don't want to say popularity. <laughs> at the height of, you know, at, at its height, it was, it was the destination it, yeah. for the insane. It, no, it, it really was. They at its height, there was seven thousand patients. Oh my in, god! In nineteen sixty, how many lobotomies a day? Oh jeez! I don't know if they did any of that there, but they did do a lot of other crazy shit. Um, Byberry like began its reputation as a last resort warehouse for chronically ill patients whose violent behavior had like basically had them landed them there after they were transferred to every other hospital that couldn't contain them. Um, by the 1930s, um, most of the buildings were like 10 years old at that point, and they've needed constant repair because a lot of these places were built. It's kind of like me and Steph are watching The Nick right now. It's funny because like, like a lot of that kind of crosses over. The um, the people that were responsible for building these things were kind of skimming, taking the money that was supposed to be put into that place yeah, yeah. and taking it for themselves and getting... All, of, all the materials that were being put into it was just like crappy materials. Like nothing was built right. They were hiring like just really cheap labor to do it. And because of all these cheap materials, it was basically falling apart in 10 years. So the well. patient, the patients kept escaping. Um, one of the patients chewed his way through a wooden door frame and, and escaped. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the patients would just use spoons to get out of the locked doors because they were such crappy. And then after the First World War, Byberry was just like just overflowing with people that came back from the war with like PS, um, PTSD and shell, uh, shock. and shell shock and Byberry was basically forced to like just keep taking these patients keep taking these patients keep taking these patients and then it was just like the situation just got out of control the patient the situation got so bad that they put a sign outside and basically they would hire anybody because no one wanted to work there because the pay was so crappy because wow. the politicians didn't really want any of the money going to that place so they were hiring basically like transients and anybody that wanted the job with no training whatsoever and in 1919 uh two male attendants were arrested for murdering a male patient um after they held him down and choked him until his eyes popped out jesus wow and then they um they learned that those guys had just returned from the war and okay and they were probably suffering from, from ptsd charges were dropped and both men were rehired at a higher pay rate <laughs> Yeah. Well, that makes sense. We loved your gumption. <laughs> so, it, um, the hos- teamwork. The hospital. The hospital was given so little money during the depression that after patients had destroyed their clothing, they were housed in a designated building where patients were naked all year round and had because there was no clothes or shoes for them. So they would just put them in this building with na- all of naked patients. Um, the city hired drunks and anyone off the street who was willing to work for the measly wages they offered. Um, Oh, after people were arrested, they were given the choice to either serve jail time or work at Byberry. That's like insane. Yeah. Those are some of the options they gave them. Um, as Byberry grew in population, 
It was filled to over 300% capacity. Jesus. And the, wow. pa- the paid staff at the children's camp were transferred to the male group. And a small number of the more quote unquote responsible patients in the male group were put in charge of put in charge of the children's uh, dormitory. Seems like a poor choice. Oh no! Yeah, and and it's because uh, Byberry was like so off the grid, like so far away from the main city. To work at Byberry, you had to live there as well. So basically, the people who worked there were living in the same conditions as the people as the patients that lived oh there. Oh my god! There was no like separate place for them. Because, like, they had no money, the trucks used to transport food to the patients were also used for removing corpses. Oh, my God. Um, th- there were, sev- there were se- uh, sexual abuse experienced by the children at the hands of the more responsible oh, patients. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Um, and several of the women had become pregnant by the same attendant. The- wow. Finally, the situation came to national attention, uh, uh, attention in 1945 when um, this guy named Charlie Lord went in there and took... He pretended he was one of the... Um, orderlies and he took all these like pictures or whatever yeah, yeah, you that, can see him online. yeah basically showed like dozens of naked men huddling together in like human excrement this is what one of the guys had to say about the place when he went in there this wasn't the guy who took the pictures this was somebody else that went after these pictures were released i forget the guy's name as i passed through some of bart by barry's wards i was reminded of the pictures of the nazi concentration camps i entered a building swarming with naked humans herded like cattle and treated with less concern pervaded by a fetid odor so heavy and so nauseating that the stench seemed to almost have a physical existence of its own. So, because all this shit was happening, uh, Smith and Klein stepped in and gave Philadelphia like a crap load of money to just update the place in the 1950s. And it, and of course, like, you know, Smith and Klein wanted something out of it as well. They yeah. weren't just like, we're going to give you this money. Well, they built this, they bur- built the first um, building in the state that had minor, uh, modern psychotropic methods and means to produce them soundly, quote unquote. And they built this building that was called the Active Therapy Building. So basically a medical experiment. Exactly. It was equipped with an animal testing lab and a new large and efficient mortuary and autopsy department. I wonder why they needed that. Wow. Um, obviously, the unfortunate aspect of the modern care was so that... Is this like Smith-Klein? Is that who this is? Like yeah. Smith-Klein? Yeah. Smith yes, yeah. yes. So yeah, the, uh, the unfortunate aspect of all this stuff was that um, patients were just being vigorously tested on uh, by all these young ke- chemists because these chemists were trying to come up with like drugs that would um, basically treat their insanity or whatever but they were working on specifically Thorazine and a couple other psycho- psychotropics but mostly Thorazine um, since a consent form was required to test the subject's sign- um, you know they needed their signature or whatever a lot of the patients were just like not in any like state to be signing anything yeah, themselves yeah imagine or they were paid measly sums of money that they couldn't even spend anyway because they weren't ever leaving the hospital. Wow. Um, so hundreds of patients died at Byberry from ailments related to excessive drug, experimental cosmetics, and skin product testing between 1950 and 1968. By 1953, um, Smith perfected Thorazine and began producing it and shipping it in large, large quantities to uh, mental hospitals. So by the 1960s, Thorazine was like everywhere and states everywhere were just like oh we don't need these hospitals anymore because we have this like magic drug we just give people soma so the state just yeah yeah, the state turned its funding like completely away from byberry they weren't even given the money as it was and then it was just like now they were just like completely like fuck it and a lot of the um patients were either just well also i wanted to mention uh president kennedy at the same time was doing like the uh deinstitutionalization of like a lot of these patients so a lot of them were put were sent to either private and corporal uh, uh, corporate rather uh, mental health centers like small centers not these like big 
behemoths because Bybury was like enormous. It, it, it's, it was one of the biggest places of its time. Um, and then By- Byberry started just downsizing like immediately because they didn't have any of these funds anymore. So in 1962, they started getting rid of people like crazy, but not like they weren't putting them through a process. They were just like, okay, you're free just now. Just go on so, the street. <laughs> yeah. In 1962, they got rid of 2,000 patients. Oh my God. They just sent them. Most of them were sent like directly to the streets of Philadelphia between, 1960, between 1960 and 1962. So within 10 years after that, the release of all these patients... Um, was obviously it was proven to be like a really bad decision uh philadelphia is still the highest number of improperly uh, discharged patients wandering the streets homeless and lost most of them committed suicide because they didn't know what to do or they ended up in prison uh byberry stopped accepting admi- uh, admissions and dozens of like the patients that were discharged that didn't want to leave like basically these patients were crying like they didn't want to leave and they had to discharge them so these people would just wander the grounds of the of the hospital because I mean, if you've ever seen Byberry, Byberry is enormous. It's like um, you can see it now. They built like a retirement uh, community there, but you could still see the grounds. The grounds are pretty, yeah, they're know, huge. They're pretty enormous. Yeah. There was fifty buildings there because you can imagine it was a big place. Um, so what was where was I going from there? Oh, so they so they kept discharging people all this time. So by 1980, most of the staff, the staff at one time was over a thousand people working there. But by the 1980s, like no one was working there anymore, and the state had basically just given up on it. Uh, there was countless unresolved homicides, disappearances of patients. Kept like every day, there was something new in Philadelphia's newspaper about Byberry. Um, a guy named uh, William Kirsch was finally let out of his restraints after three years. Like no what? one, no one was like, yeah, there wasn't any doctors there. They were feeding him and everything. Oh my god! But he was in his in restraints for three years, and his muscles were like so atrophied. Atrophy? Yeah. Oh my god! That he needed physical therapy. He was only twenty seven years old. In nineteen <laughs> in nineteen eighty seven, a patient froze to death on the grounds of of Byberry because he escaped, but then no one would let him in. And then oh again, my god! And then again in nineteen eighty seven, a young patient was raped and murdered and they just threw her body on the ground uh, grounds of the hospital and because it was so disorganized no, they knew she was missing but no one found her and she was out there for nine months and the patients knew where she what? was so they were they were playing with her teeth and her bones and one of the doctors was like what are you playing with and they were like yeah it's teeth and they showed God. them where the body was and the body oh was just God. like wow. this was, is like the american horror story yeah. season yeah. Jeez. um in 1989, the remains of two more patients were found while clearing out the high grass and weeds that had accumulated on the parts of the property. One had been missing for almost five months. Uh, there was an also, and a lot of the patients, none of the patients, all, not all the patients were being monitored because the staff was just like bare bones. So people were just leaving. A lot of the patients were just like schizophrenic and they were just killing themselves out and like outside and just falling in like the high grass and no one found them. And they would just lay there until someone would be like, oh, there they are. Um, in 1989, finally, the hospital was ordered to be closed, and they closed it in, like, phases. The last building uh, contained the last five patients was the last to be closed, and they were released in 1990. And in a month, four out of five of the patients were found dead in the Schuylkill River. Oh, my God. Like, they killed themselves because they yeah, didn't know because, what else to do. Exactly. Oh. So that's basically the end. Um, a lot of... Um, so that happened in that, the last... They closed and got rid of the patients, and that was in 1990. Um... And then, obviously, you know, didn't take long for people to start going in there. They didn't want to tear down the buildings initially because there were so many of them. And because every single building contained, like, asbestos. And it just would have caused cost way more money than the, than the city was willing to put out for it. So what they did was they put security on the grounds because uh, it's a lot cheaper. 
and security would just patrol and it's a huge it was huge so like there was roads there and the the prop the um security guards would just drive around drive around um obviously looters went in there took all the um the, the uh stuff that was of value and there were squatters in there 24 7. now the thing that like connected all these buildings together is like an underground network of like uh things that they used to transport patients with on stretchers and stuff like that kind of like the stuff you hear in like disney how disney has all these underground tunnels to connect everything it was the same thing with um byberry and then in 1990 the end of 1990 um the daily news put out a, a article <laughs> put out an article saying that um closing byberry was a mistake because there were so many homeless people in Philadelphia at the time. Yeah. They essentially closed the American version of Auschwitz, so I'm pretty sure that was a good decision yeah, to exactly. make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so here I have, um, before I go into like my own personal story, I have uh, some stories of how people died there. It's You know, it sounds really similar to that the hospital. What was the hospital that Geraldo went and did that um, story about? Yeah, remember that? That, that, was in, that was in New York. It was in New York. I yeah. don't remember where that was, but it was. I, I, it sounds like that, similar that, conditions. Well, that, that situation happened all over the yeah. country in this time. They didn't have any ethics back then. There was it no. Just, it just happened to be that, like, uh, Byberry was just one of the biggest places mm-hmm. to exist at the time. Because it was like, I mean, it was like its own world, honestly. Yeah. Like 50, 50 buildings, you imagine that's a lot. Like, a lot of these places were a couple buildings, 50 buildings. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah places like Ancora, they have their own zip code, their own police force. Yeah, it's crazy. You know. So, I have a list of some people who died. Um, Related to Byberry. John Price, 17, a paralytic, bitten by a 14 year old inmate and dies from blood poisoning. What? Yeah. Uh uh. <sighs> Reynold Roseblot drowns in a bathtub during hydrotherapy. Uh, this patient actually got into the underground tunnels where me and my friends used to get into. That's how we used to get in the Byberry. They found her there uh, four months after she had escaped. She was down in one of these like un- un- uh, transport tunnels under the hospital. Two bodies were found on the railroad tracks, like split in half. A body was found in the restroom of a Ben Salem Township gas station after missing for a month. People just didn't <laughs> look anywhere. I don't understand. Was that body just chilling in the bathroom for a month? What the no. fuck? Oh, a patient was found in a lavatory closet with, with, with a lavatory closet with puncture wounds to the chest after two pet after two patients stabbed him to death with a ballpoint pen. He was in oh, there for two months. My God! Before someone found him. How does that not stink? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it was so. It just smelled so terrible in there because like, there was shit yeah. everywhere that they were like, "Oh, oh it smells like a dead body." I, I gotta mention. Just shit. I gotta mention this one. Uh, a 32 year old was beat to death by a 16 year old with a shoe. Nice. I imagine that took a long time. I dating. imagine that killing someone with a pen also is very difficult to do. Oh, yeah. hold on, hold on. This one. Uh, a, an actual complete skeleton was found in the tall weeds around the hospital oh my God. the grass hadn't been mowed for three years <laughs> that's how that's how tall it oh, oh and, the one, and then one more the, the decomposed body body of thomas mulligan 67 was found in a field of blackberries behind the hospital all right so the whole reason of me like going behind all that weird shit is because we used to go there all the time um the place closed in 1990 i probably was going there mm, i want to say i was going there and probably 1994 1995 is when I went there a lot but I went there up until they started closing the place down severely up until probably 2000 I went there but I first started going there probably 1994 it was like an adventure we would go we would pack up our um, school bags with like uh, flashlights and batteries and uh, we would I would bring my dad's camcorder sometimes I wish I still had the tapes from all that stuff and um, we would go now the way Byberry was set up was there was like a big there was huge grounds and they were separated by a road that went right through it, a main road that went right between the, between the grounds. Now there was buildings on the right-hand side these of the road that were the primary buildings, and on the left-hand side, um, it was uh, like municipal buildings or whatever. So the security guards were on the right-hand side of the road, 
So yeah, we would go into the uh, buildings on the municipal side. We would go into the basement, and then you could get access to the tunnels underneath the hospital or whatever. These tunnels were the fucking creepiest thing ever because they were huge. There was like networks. And when I was like a little kid, when I went there, I was 13 years old when I went there for the first time, probably just turned 13 years old. And um, we would go through these tunnels, whatever. And then eventually you'd have to walk quite a bit because it was a while to get to the main building. You'd walk through these tunnels, walk through these tunnels. And then fi finally you could go up into any building. These tunnels would take you into any building you wanted to go to. Are you scared when you're walking through I was through fucking them? terrified when oh I was a kid. God. I was terrified. But I was with older kids, so it wasn't like I wasn't in the like front of the old? line. I was like, 13. Okay. But the yeah. kids were like what? The other kids were like 16, 18. So you guys drove there? No, we walked. Oh, you we walked. We walked, yeah, okay. through the woods. The woods would eventually lead to Byberry or whatever. So we would go there to this place, and the first time I went there, I was just like, I thought it was the coolest place ever. We would play freedom there. That was the whole point of going. We would go, we would, would bypass, like, all the security wouldn't see us. We'd get into the buildings, and we would play freedom in, like, a couple of the big, the bigger, like, dormitory buildings we would play in. But the, we went to the morgue there. They had a huge auditorium we went to. Wait, did the morgue have still have, like, the, um... The sliding things. Yeah. Yeah, they were oh. still there. Not much was still left there, like... The, audit trays. the auditorium still had the um the seats there and everything and you can go up on like the catwalk of the auditorium and there was tons of cool shit there to see yeah, you're so lucky that you didn't was there like die. a medical amphitheater <laughs> there was a medical amphitheater yeah. there yeah. Uh, oh no way when i remember going there there was just fucking we would pick up papers and there was just documents there that were fucking old like medical records medical yeah records. they didn't oh care God. there was no everywhere. hipaa laws back then yeah. so you left everywhere. everything where it was oh yeah and it was all over the place every room you went into it was just papers everywhere there was a lot of um homeless people that would stay there particularly like in the basement where like these like tunnels were there was side rooms you could go in that when you would walk in there it was kind of like when like you see these like documentaries of people going in the subways and like mm -hmm. ho like homeless people live down there that's exactly what it was like so we'd go down there and you would shine your flashlight in this room and there would be just fucking like sleeping bags and beer bottles or little setups like little mm -hmm. meth stations and people's like just doing drugs or whatever but you would just hear weird shit down there all the time. And like, you probably think you hear weird shit anywhere in a place like that. Cause it just, it's the creepiest goddamn yeah. place ever. So, but I remember I was trying to like, uh, I was trying to like, uh, get all touchy filly with this girl, or whatever. Alone down time. There. I was like, I'm going to take this girl into, yeah, That's the alone place time. to do it. Yeah. I want to take this girl in there and I'm going to like blast her in this place. <laughs> so I remember we were like walking. I went with only, it was me, this girl, and one of my other guy friends. And I took her. Um, I was trying to get away from this kid or whatever, and we I took her to like this like side room. Did want to Eiffel like, Tower with them to get like <laughs> yeah, Devil's Triangle to try to get like a handy or something. And we, we went in this like side room because I was like, dude, just leave us alone, leave us alone. And we went into like this side room, or whatever. I went around this corner. Now I went there and we saw stuff from homeless people many times, but I never saw a homeless person. So we went around this fucking corner to like be alone. And there was a fucking homeless guy. He wasn't just asleep. He was fucking. He was looking at me. He had his. He was laying down like he was sleeping, and we woke him up, and he was looking at me. I've never been so fucking terrified <laughs> in my life. I was like, we fucking ran the out of that kill. place. Yeah, I was like, my boner's killed. So who was this girl? The girl from like seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. The one that got away, Steph. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you jealous of a seventh grader, Steph? Um, not at all. I was just curious. I didn't know if it was like you know. I was like, did you? What did you want to get out of that? Like tetanitis for both of you? No, yeah. I, I, I wasn't with. I wasn't with her. Yeah, anymore. I didn't know if it was. I can imagine she would have gone to a place like that anyway. With we, you. we, I went to her there. Oh, did you? Yeah. God, I'm like, I'm like a little. Like, it kind of sucks. That I never got to go. I mean, like, I heard of it as a kid, but I didn't live anywhere near there, so it wasn't like we could just go and like explore. Yeah. You know, we would go explore all the time. We we're yeah. obsessed with it. It was fun. A lot of other stories surrounding that, but I thought it would be cool to just talk about. Yeah, it, it was quick. awesome. I, I don't, I didn't know any of the history of the place, so it's cool. A, a little longer than I anticipated. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, Jonas, your turn. 
So I kind of thought that story was going to end up someplace different than when it did. So I'm glad it didn't go into my territory, which is what I'm going to talk about now. But as many of you may know, I uh, served a little time as a peace officer. I was a lawman, and uh, you kind of get some interesting stories when you're doing that kind of thing. And uh, so I was on the job for a few months in this suburban town in New Jersey, and um, I got a call for a well-being check. And a well-being check is kind of like, hey, could you go check on this person? We haven't heard from them in a while. And well-being checks never end up usually typically well. Like nine times out of ten, it's a bad, it's a bad time. So it's the middle of the day. It's summertime. And oh. we get a call for, you know, so we haven't heard of, heard of so-and-so relative in a while. Could you go check out where he lives? So it's an apartment complex. We get there. I'm actually the first one to show up. Of course, I'm always the first one to show up. And um, I'm greeted by the office manager. And Except when you're coming to a podcast and you're an hour late. Yeah, right. Thanks. That was last time, not this time. Yeah. He was early. I, I, yeah, <laughs> really, I was early as shit this time to make up for it. <laughs> and I brought you a gift, too. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, and uh, so the office manager shows up and he's got the master key. And he's like, you know, you know. This guy's relatives have been calling, and, and I'm not sure if he's there or not. I don't want to just get barge in there. It's understandable. So I'm like, well, why don't we go check his mailbox first just to confirm. And they have one of those communal ma- mailboxes. It's a giant mailbox. It's like out by the road. Check his mailbox. It's stuffed to the brim with mail. And it's all published at Cooling House stuff. So obviously you know that that stuff was important and somebody would have picked that up. So I'm like, of course. So he gives me the master key. I unlock the... It's, it's an apartment complex where there's a unit on the ground and a unit up top. And both doors are adjacent to each other. And so I unlock the door and it's just a giant stairwell that goes all the way up. There's no bends. And at the top, it's just a like a half wall. So it's open. And so I open the door. I thank the guy. I go in. I shut the door. And immediately, I'm hit with the smell. Oh. And it's a smell I, I've never smelled anywhere else in my life. And I've ex- experienced this stuff before. But um, it's this weird tangy kind of citrusy smell and it's not necessarily like something that's harsh on your nose or like something that'll make you gag it's just a very different smell and every time you breathe it in it's like the first time you've ever smelled it it just doesn't go away you can't get nose blind to it so already i'm like well here we go so i go up the steps and up the top of the steps it leads into a a kitchen with a dining area and off to my left like the hugging the half wall is an open space to a bedroom and I can kind of see into the bedroom, like not all the way. So I kind of like pie into the pie into the bedroom and I'm looking and there's a body on the bed and he's, it's an older gentleman and he's laying on his back, but half of him is off the bed, like pretty much just past his thighs down. He's, he's half off the bed and the half that's off the bed isn't clothed. So I'm like already, I'm like, Oh Jesus. And um, what's unique is, He's got one arm that's up by his head. It's kind of like twisted. And the other arm is down by his crotch. And I'm like looking at his arm and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like what's going on. Oh no. And <laughs> at first, it. at first I thought, at first I thought he, he had like a watch or something that was on like partially on his hand or something, but no, it was his dick. And it looked like, you know, a deflated fruit roll up, like basically oh like a flesh colored fruit roll up, like completely flat. And I was like, ugh. so that was, uh, that was, that was a, yeah, immediately I'm like already this like you went immediately you were hard, you, you, you right. were hard and he went to the bathroom <laughs> and he's like but <laughs> because of postmortem lividity and the way he was positioned like all the blood in his lower extremities was pulling down into his leg mm-hmm. so his feet were distended and like swollen because all the blood had stopped there 
So I'm like, ugh. So this is great. So Melissa what, looks like she's going to have a full-blown panic attack. Right <laughs> this now. is great. She's like holding her face this like, oh yeah. my God. What's going to happen next? So, so what happens is after it, it's no longer a well-being check, what we call it's an unattended death, then now the responsibility is, well, did this guy die naturally or did this guy die from suspicious circumstances? So the other police officers get there. One of the guys is a detective and he's like, well, you know, this is how we handle it, but I want you to do everything because you're kind of new. So I'm like, okay, cool. So you start looking around for medication. You try to find out who this guy's doctors was. And while we're doing that, you found the Viagra. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> oh, it's true. No. Yeah. And, uh, so lo and behold, the guy died naturally. It was just one of those things where the doctor was like, yeah, he was going to go at any point. Like, so he basically, his orgasm was so great and large. I don't know if he was, stopped. I don't know. If, <laughs> it was weird. I couldn't tell if he was doing that or if he was like taking his clothes off um, for like for a night. Oh, he, yeah, oh so we're not sure. When okay. he yeah. came, he fucking came his soul. His <laughs> like that's how, that's how hard he came. Oh it was just like, oh my God, soul evacuation. Oh. And cast, but his mouth out. was open and stuff and he got to see his like purple tongue and crap. Oh, so like, yeah. and he didn't have a good time when he went. And, uh, so now I'm waiting for the funeral director to show up. They, you know, the family calls somebody. They're in a comment. We ruled like the death was, you know, natural. So the funeral director shows up. And I guess every funeral director has a type. It's like a stereotype. Like the movies are right. This guy looked like Lurch, essentially. <laughs> this really tall, lanky guy in his probably 70s. Bald, but he had like the horseshoe-shaped silver hair around his oh, back man. and the back of his head. And... Uh, he was wearing a suit that was probably tailored since the 70s, and uh, <laughs> nice, he nice. comes in with this old-ass fucking gurney from the 70s, like the aluminum, the burgundy padding, like this oh terrible-looking uh, gurney. So he's looking at him, he's like, okay, uh, you're going to have to help me um, get him into the body bag. And I'm like looking at him, like, and, I, and Riggers, he, he's been dead for like three or four days, so I'm like, Riggers already set in. And I'm looking at him like, I don't know how this is going to work. So he tries to like pull up his pants and that's not working because his legs are rigid. And so he, he gets down and I'm like, he puts his gloves on and he gets down by the guy's legs and he grabs the back of the guy's heel and starts wrenching on his leg like a water pump and just wrenching. And you can hear like the popping and crackling of like the, the ligaments mm-hmm. and everything like untensing. And then he shoots me a glance. He goes, you going to help or not? So now I'm on the other side, wrenching this guy's legs to get him straight enough so they can fit in the body bag so he can go in a gurney. Um, And all the time I'm kind of looking at his dick like, is it going to flate up? Like, how's this (laughs) going (laughs) to... What the hell's going to happen here? So we end up getting him into the the body bag and... uh, the entire rest of the day, I can kept smelling that dead body yeah, smell. Yeah. I can imagine, and my God. Like, Does he like get into your clothes and stuff? It, it gets like the point where like you know you're wearing you're wearing like a, a job shirt, you're wearing a vest, and you're wearing an undershirt underneath that. And then when you would move in the car, move around, oh, you get that puff of air in yeah. between everything, and then it would just it would come up straight, and you would feel you you would get a you know, hit of it again. Then you're immediately hard, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> For breeze. Oh, so that's God. my first story, but I have a second story that's that's gross in a different way. Oh, that wasn't gross? <laughs> it's gross, but it's gross in a different way. So, um, John's like, I don't consider dead dick gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, Natural. this one, it didn't come out as like a well-being check. This one came out like as a as an EMT call where it was an unresponsive person. So, I, I get to, I'm again, I'm first there and it's it, it's a rancher and it's the elderly father that called it in. He, he was gone all day, came home and his daughter was unresponsive. So, I get in there I can tell by the guy's face, and I think he had, I think he had like a war veteran hat on or something like that. I could tell by the way he was looking, like he kind of knew what was going on. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And he points, and like right next to the the main door, underneath the main window of the living room, is a couch. 
Like, just think of a classic rancher setup. You walk through the main door. There's a living room. There's a kitchen in the back. And off to the left are all the bedrooms and the bathrooms and stuff. So I look over, and there's this morbidly obese woman, probably in her late 40s, early 50s. And she's laying on the bed on her left side, and it looks like she's perfectly asleep. Like, her, her legs are parallel. Her knees are tucked in. She's got an arm underneath the pillow. And uh, other than her face is, like, bright purple and mottled. So already I'm looking at her like, okay, like, she she gone. And, uh, it's like seven when he goes in and sees the fat, yeah. the fat guy. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so I'm looking at her, and I'm like, he's looking at me, like, expecting me to do something. And part of the way, like, having been an EMT before, part of the, it's like, as soon as you start CPR or sort of, sort of any sort of medical intervention, you got to keep doing it. You can't just stop until somebody else of a higher authority comes in and tells you, like, hey, you can't do that. So I... I touched her. I touched her skin around her neck, and it was as cold as ice, like as cold as you can possibly mean. Like if somebody stuck a glass in the fridge and pulled it out, like cold. I'm like, You're as cold as ice. All right, that <laughs> happened. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh Jesus. So I, you know, I, as politely as I can tell the guy, I'm like, there's, there's really nothing I can do. I'm sorry, your, your daughter passed, and he took it, he took it pretty well as an older guy. So. Everybody else starts arriving at that point, and I'm looking around the room, and I'm looking up and around the corners on the tops of the ceiling, and I notice there's these really thick cobwebs, like super thick cobwebs, like to the point where if you were looking outside of the street and looking in through the window, you could probably see them from a naked eye. And I thought to myself, like, I can throw a pen up there, and it probably would catch on these cobwebs. And I'm thinking, and I start looking around, and she's got a stack of pizza boxes on a coffee mm. table, like two 20-ounce liters of Pepsi there. That, that's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, could, oh, I didn't tell you what she was wearing. She was wearing like you know the very very Blue. homely no better better than that the homely matching sweatshirt sweatpants ensemble oh, of yeah. a weird off opaque teal yeah. yeah so I'm like uh, so I got, well you already know what killed this person so it, like an unattended death again you got to investigate it so you got to look around and try and find some sort of medical paraphernalia or anything around there that you can kind of get a hint of of what this person's deal was. And so I started exploring this house of horrors and realized that nobody has cleaned this house in probably 40 years. It's it's that bad. So the cobwebs continue out throughout the entire house, like around the ceiling. So the first place you, where you would naturally go to look for You don't got time to clean when you're eating fucking pizza 24-7, oh dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the father was real thin, so I was like, where did she get this from? But uh, Did he um, live there? It was her and him. There was another older daughter around the same age that had moved out, and the mother had passed away, I think. A couple of years prior, so it was just Mama Cass and her dad. Yeah, <laughs> living yeah. there. Um, Mama Cass. So, <laughs> the ham so sandwich. The first place you naturally think to look for medication is the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? So I go into the bathroom, and there are used rolls of toilet paper Wait, in perfect what? pyramid formation all over Wait, the used? circumference. Yeah, all over the toilet, like on either side of the toilet and in front of the toilet, like mounds of used toilet paper. Where like they like would the take roll? like like poop no. like poop toilet paper. No, like like well yeah, but oh the they rolls, would take, the, the they, rolls. You know you know the last section, the last the last piece of TP that yeah. would be on the roll. They would yeah. still use that, and so there would be brown <gasps> smudges on the rolls <gasps> all over the place, right? What? Yeah, they don't be wasting it. No. And then I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the toilet, and the toilet's like part like burnt orange and part and part yellow and I'm looking at him like that's a weird color no the burnt orange is like calcified like petrified poop that's been sitting there they they never cleaned the seat they never did anything with it and I was I wanted to burn my uniform afterward but anyway 
So I'm looking for medication and stuff, and I'm like, I can't find anything. So I go to go into her bedroom, yeah. and I literally can't open the door all the way. Like, the door opens about a foot. Because there are so much garbage and shit inside of her bedroom that I just I couldn't get in there. Playgirls there everywhere. There was, uh, like, I, I signed my <laughs> flashlight in there because I couldn't, I couldn't even find... I didn't even want to put my arm in enough to look for a light switch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's just more pizza boxes, more oh food. God. like Did discarded, the spider like, do it? Oh, my God. So, lo and behold, we couldn't really determine a cause of death because... And I couldn't contact anybody because there, there was nothing there. I don't think she ever even went to a doctor. So, a coroner comes out instead. So, a coroner's going to take the body and do an autopsy My instead. professional opinion is, just fucking fat! <laughs> <laughs> Morbidly obese is... The word morbid is there for a reason. Yeah, but it um, is morbid. So, the coroner, like, I'm waiting there with the father, and the coroner shows up, and... Now it's time to move the body again onto a body bag. And then they brought in the fucking forklift. <laughs> so our best, I mean, the way she's laying, it's it's okay. Like, we don't have to do anything we did in the last story of, of moving limbs and stuff like that. So, but it's kind of like the scene from Pet Cemetery where they pull the cat off the, oh <laughs> the, my the God. frost. Oh, and yeah. It's like all sticky. But so, like, when you fucking die, you lose all, all your bowels and stuff. All the juices come out. So I have to give credit. I don't know who the manufacturer of these sweatpants were, but I have to give them credit <laughs> because those sweatpants oh kept God. in all Pen that shit. Oh, that got, got to be fruit of a loom. <laughs> <laughs> the thread count was, was, was par. Uh, but so we're, like, peeling her off the back of the couch oh. and, like, uh, it's just like make, you know making that like movie ripping sound yeah. of like stuff like you know <laughs> yeah well, I, I mean even in the earlier story with the fucking bone noises and the yeah. ligaments and all that that yeah. shit freaks me out like I mean I've ugh. had to deal with that with animals but not yeah. people yeah. yeah it's different Oof. but I mean I can imagine when it's a 400 pound woman so, especially ugh, God. was the cause of death fatty uh, yeah I, I believe okay. it was a turn well it we never did an investigation but beyond she that, had but. a too much pizza yeah case closed Okay. Clearly, you guys can see the evidence. Speaks but for like, itself. she died so suddenly that there was no like look of anguish on her face. Look, she looked like she was naturally yeah. asleep. So I imagine her heart just exploded. Yeah, in her yeah. Chest. I mean, basically, you walked into a house that was made of pizza boxes that were, <laughs> that, that were held together by cobwebs. <laughs> the, the house that pizza Crazy. built. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is this Pizza Hut? It's, it's insane. <laughs> a lot of good stories. A chupacabs yeah. had witch Melissa. Had, I can uh, relate to witch Melissa. I can't relate to either of your stories. No. Sorry. Yeah. It's a the, girl thing. The yeah. asylum and we had dead bodies. Yeah, I was yeah. fully expecting to be like, yeah, we found dead bodies all the time there because they no, were just left. I'm no. like, wait, I'm waiting for the story. H- homeless people. That's about it. I didn't yeah. want to go too deep into my stories because I felt like I spent too a uh, long time on the build up. But yeah. No, it was good. It still was good, good times. Though. Now it's time for some trailer trash. It began in May, and every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. What was that? It's over there. Who was that in me? Nobody knew who. Or what was responsible. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, 
Stephen King's Silver Bullet. And now, our feature presentation, Silver Bullet 1985. So, I have lots of information about this movie. Um, Stephen King, of course, we know, wrote the novel and wrote the screenplay. (laughs) Oh, I'm Asian now. (laughs) They wrote that screenplay. (laughs) 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 Oh, you're so racist. (laughs) You started it. (laughs) They wrote that screenplay. So um, the director was Daniel, I don't know how to say his name, Atias, Atias, I don't know, whatever. It's actually two people. This was the first and only movie he directed. Everything else was two, television. Two people. Didn't two people direct this? On oh, IMDb, it's him. just one. It's just him. I thought they shot a bunch of scenes, and then they had an argument about the werewolf costume. Mm. I didn't do any of the, the next, background the next, for this one. And Steph then did. the other director took over. Oh, I don't know. I think there was... Was Dino De Laurentiis was involved in this? Right. Was and, he the producer or the they, director? What, I think, from what I've read, they initially shot all the non-werewolf scenes first because they were... The, the werewolf costume was a point of contention. It took a really time. long time. Oh, to yeah. And then yeah. When they we'll talk about saw, that. When they, and when they finally saw it, they were like, it's really bad. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, he, so yeah, this was the first and only movie he, like feature film that he directed. Um, he, he, he did a lot of television it's and it's still, it's, it's still doing like current television. Um, so re- most recently it was Homeland, Ray Donovan, True Detective, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, True Blood, and Whoa. Walking Dead. Whoa. So that was most recent. Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah write some better shit, dude. Hmm? Those are some good creds. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so he's, he's still working. Um, and then so um, Uncle Red was played by the Buse, Gary Busey. Which he was the amazing. Same I don't know. Pre, like, Where is he from? I don't know. Versus post accident, like. So okay, let me. Team. I just want to start off by reading the first line of the his IMDb description and under his bio. It's it's like so amazing. This is a description: a blonde-haired, fair-complexioned actor with a toothy grin and capable of an unsettling glint in his eyes. That is fucking a hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> percent that. accurate as fuck. <laughs> it's amazing. That, it, that's basically how I feel when I look at him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. I, I think so, I see that glint in his eyes. That glint is fucking unsettling <laughs> as shit. Um, and so uh, let's see. Everett McGill is uh, Reverend Lowe, and he was also in Dune, Quest for Fire, License to Kill, People Under the Stairs, Twin Peaks, Under Siege Two. People Under Stairs, right? Yeah, I guess I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Write He's the main dude. He's the S and M bra. Oh yeah, yeah that's oh true. he yeah. is. He's the he's the brother. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie too. Um, Corey oh, Haim, who I don't even need to get in all. Yeah, of I don't know credits, who, who is he. The dead Corey. R.I.P. 2010. Rub your whole Corey little Haim. sister. <laughs> I had just forgotten that too. You just brought it back. Oh, it's back. <laughs> but at least we have like inner inside jokes now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know because it's always like the three of us have inside jokes, and our guest is like, "What?" 
What you say? I didn't get that one. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So um, the budget for this movie was uh, $7 million, but it only grossed $5.4 million, which I can't even imagine because it's amazing. I found $12 million. What? No, no, no I, IMDb says that. It says different. Where, did yeah. you, where do you find your facts at, bro? Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia is bullshit. They're you, but they're usually the same, honestly. Wikipedia is right, I'm looking again. Well, stop. Just that. keep going, dude. I know, but I want to look. I want to confirm. It's at seven I mean, it's only, I it, it maybe it okay. grossed, maybe like a, it had a profit of around, because that's the same. It would maybe, have a profit about four or well, five Well, maybe that's million. globally too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was just the US. Yeah, usually, usually. Yeah, it's 5.4 million gross in the US. Yeah, he so might, and we might, uh, Wiki, Wikipedia shows global. Yeah. So that's probably what it was. Uh, let's see. So, oh, and I also wanted to talk about um, the sheriff. And we um, don't care about anything but the US motherfucking A, yeah. hey, fuck all you other countries. Wait, you're not going to talk about the sister? And I don't care well, about you unless we can talk about her. I didn't even write her down because I was like, I don't even know who this bitch is. The sister? What? Um, How do you so, fucking know? So the sheriff was played by Terry O'Quinn, who I was like, this guy looks so goddamn looks familiar. familiar. He's in a lot of stuff. He yeah. was in X-Files and he was in mm-hmm. Millennium. I was fucking obsessed with Millennium. Millennium. High five, bitch. Bitches. Ready? Let's, let's make the contact. Five, four, three, two, Dylan. <laughs> oh, God. He just mm. broke her hand off. I love it's it. It's my left hand. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, Millennium's the fucking um, shit. I fucking love that show because you know who our boy is in it. Yeah, Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, that show was so good. That guy. Didn't last that long, guy's though. face is awesome because, like, when I look at Lance Hendrickson's face, I want to dump like mashed potatoes in every crevice in his face <laughs> and like put gravy on it, and just eat mashed um, potatoces from the fucking places. Because it's like old, wrinkled leather. He That's, looks like an old catcher's mitt. <laughs> but I, Jane, the yeah, sister, let's talk about the sisters. Sorry. So growing up, when you had to pay for the fucking Disney Channel, they had made-for-TV movies for Anne of Green Gables. And she was fucking Anna Green Gables. <laughs> Melissa, all you always that even, shit. Okay, what was the first one? Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, and Anna what? Green Gables. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's I a fucking it. book about this girl that was an orphan on Prince Edward Island in Canada, and she fucking grows up Man. to be a school teacher. That's like and I watched that shit all the time. Wanted to marry like the guy from it. Like, <laughs> that's like that's shit. like Melissa deep cuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Besides the deep, the deep cuts yeah. with Melissa oh Brown. People listening know who she is. <laughs> See, I, I didn't know. know it. I didn't recognize her. Uh, somebody uh, does. Have the VHSs. <laughs> I'm not lie. All right. So some fun facts about this movie: um, the abuse performed all of his own stunts. What, what did stunts? He, he, got, he got off the couch, getting thrown, like, getting thrown, thrown across like, the room. He yeah. was thrown oh, across yeah, the room. Oh yeah, that did Throwing into the bureau and shattered glass. That was yeah. That was basically it. He also ad libbed a bunch of lines. As well, you know what the stunts were? Him, that. him, just like down in wild turkey, like oh every God. two fucking seconds. Yeah, that, he he that, was in bed with a prostitute. That was like <laughs> that was stunt. pretty fucking yeah. They just yeah. found him to film that scene, and that's where he was. They're He's like, we're like, just gonna go with it. I put my dick online for this movie. He just plays himself in every right, movie. absolutely. Yeah, he wasn't very blonde in this movie though, because like, I'm, I'm used to him yeah. being very blonde. But he was like a. Like yeah. a brown but there is absolutely brown. nothing wrong with him playing himself because I fucking no, love it. He was amazing. He was. Okay, so um, let's see. Filming began in October of 1984, and it was finished by Christmas of the same year. That's fucking fast for a movie. Yeah, right. I mean, there. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much to do, honestly. I think like the werewolf costume was like the thing that took the most time. So it, it took. Complete- oh, you could tell because <laughs> they didn't. They didn't spare any expense with that fucking costume. Um, complete construction of the costume took three months. God knows why. Because yeah. it looked like the because, most terrible. You know, you, you know why it took so much? Because they had to use fucking 40 pounds of paper mache yeah. to make the head okay. that was not fucking in proportion to the rest of his there body. Was actual, there was actual bear hair used in the costume. So they had to collect uh, a hell of a hair from the bears. That's yeah, what I, it took I think, so long. I think you misread that. And it was ball hair. 
<laughs> it was actually ball hair, not bear hair. Um, and so it was, uh, let's see, covered with actual bear hair and mechanically operated by six people from a distance of up to 30 feet away. What the fuck was there to operate? I don't know. I don't know. All it, the pumps of his face it, it fucking blowing up. It, its eye moved like a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it snarled. And when, when they started filming, the, the costume wasn't even completed. Cool. At the time yeah. they right. started so that's, some that's, better, what I, that's what i found that was interesting i don't know it is yeah hire some better people yeah seven cats were used to do the werewolf one <laughs> in each limb and <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but they, they probably use those new you know those new werewolf cats they probably use those what the You've fuck are the, you talking about werewolf, werewolf cats. cats there's like a new breed of cat that yeah. looks i don't know whatever oh you know the savannah cat or no, like no it's like no. a long gray i did, I did see that cat. i did see that okay <laughs> all right so i'm not um, i thought it was a toy or so something. steph isn't having a mental break no, right now i'm not i'm not you remember those things that don't I exist got, <laughs> i got melissa's here and she can like <laughs> validate <laughs> the things i say um so some of the okay the taglines were fucking terrible well first so, of all what? we validate people's things that aren't ever right so it doesn't mean anything can't cry all the time. Can't cry every day. <laughs> can't cry every days. Yeah. Can't rain every day. <laughs> you can't cry all the time, Stephs. That is detrimental. Oh my god, Brendan and Lee's I, like, and I love memory. that movie. I know, really. I, I can't mean. listen to that podcast anymore. They just say quotes, and they're just wrong. <laughs> We're coming to get you, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that movie, Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the taglines are really terrible. So I only wrote down one because I was like, these other ones are so shitty. So um, the tagline I wrote down is part human, part wolf, part ball hair, total terror. That was it. Mm-mm. It wasn't terrifying. No, not at all. No. Every time you guys say tagline, I always think it's going to be like lines from the movie and it's just like the, the poster movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shitty stuff. Oh, and so also the novelette that was written by um, Stephen King was well, actually called Cycle of the Werewolf. Yeah, I read And that, that was the yeah. working title of the movie, but then they changed it to the Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. Which was really stupid. After the wheelchair. Taglines were, tag yeah. were a real big deal in the 80s. They're not anymore, though, if you think about it. Really. I think we need to go back to those days. You know? You don't, well, because you don't have that guy, like, you don't have that generic voice most of the time doing every single, like, trailer that's like, there was a boy who was a cripple. And he had a silver bullet. And he had a hover around <laughs> in a world where werewolf cats exist. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and every time the boy shot something at the werewolf, he hit it in the eye. Yeah. And Gary Busey drank some whiskey. Gary Busey drank so much wild turkey. <laughs> Did you ever want Gary Busey in a movie as himself? Silver bullet. <laughs> Did you ever want to look at his teeth and have them piercing eyes gaze into your soul? Silver bully. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. So let's get into this movie. All right. Hold on. I want to say Silver what? Bullet is the movie about alcoholics. That should have been the tagline. Because <laughs> everybody's just fucking steady drinking and it's and it, you're drinking the Coors Light. Silver bullet. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, do you, you want to start off, Bob? All right, so the movie opens um, with some weird narration. I mean, immediately I was like, why? Prozac-induced narration. Why is this necessary? It opens Uh, up with, like, Disney music. Yeah. It doesn't fit the theme of the movie. It feels like a family movie. There's a lot of flutes and a lot of... (laughs) Right, it's like weird, uplifting music. And a lot of, like, (laughs) sprinkles. Through the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like flutes and sprinkles, and they're showing, like, a a full moon, like it's supposed to be eerie, and I'm like, I don't get that at all. I think I'm about to watch Pocahontas or something. All right, so it starts off, like, but spring of 1976, and it's the last full moon of the season and um that's when the town's long nightmare 
begin. But like, here's immediately I have a problem with this because why the fuck is she the narrator? Because right. she's not yeah. even the fucking main character. She's not no. the main character. I, and she doesn't yeah. even see half these things. Mm. I half thought the, her brother was going to be dead. And that's why. That's well, exactly that's, why. That's why I yeah. thought. Yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that more at the end. Because will, it's yeah. fucking confusing as shit. But no, yeah. But like all the things like, all right, so she like, she talks, but then, you know, she, she lets the movie go on and you have the assumption that she's telling the story. Because you know she's ta- yeah. she's she's talking to initially, and then you have then you're just like supposed to be assume she's telling the whole rest of the story. But most of the things she's not even in, so how right. could she even right. tell? It's not even fuck? from her perspective. Right, yeah. it's like right. from a perspective that what did someone tell you that, or is this embellished? And Marty just saw like a fucking yeah. like he saw like a skunk, and it wasn't even like a fucking werewolf. Sorry. No, and it was confusing too because I think like I was like, oh, this is like an old lady telling the story, but it was like it was just weird. It made me think of Stephen King's other story, The Body stand by me because yeah. it's the same way because it's like the old you know the older right. guy, the guys telling the story about when he was a they, child they did it successfully though right exactly it worked that time whereas this movie's well, like it's kind of like an afterthought they do it in it too also right. well, i have to say it probably worked because richard dreyfus was the narrator no but so. like yeah, but like melissa said they do it in it too richard but, dreyfus but no but, but, it, but, it, but it does go with the story no it made know? sense that this doesn't it doesn't yeah. work it just and doesn't it's just work. like it's, arnie working on the railroad Right at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. talking to himself, drunk. They su- well, that's how you know he was drunk. He's because singing, he was talking to he's, himself. Yeah, he's drinking. <laughs> he's and he, singing. He's singing a song about the beer he's drinking. Not bitter, <laughs> not sweet. <laughs> Is that what he says? Yeah, he says something about not, sw- not something. Bitter, I saw like sweet. uh like it's frosty and delicious mm. with every <laughs> single drink. And I love this nutty buddy buddy butter drink. <laughs> so I just made that up. I have no fucking idea. Pretty good. He, he was singing. Good. He was singing a really dumb song. Yeah. And he was like digging a hole on the yeah. tracks. Yeah. So right. So he's drunk. He's drunk. He's working on the train tracks, which you know is going to end poorly. Mm-hmm. Even if the werewolf doesn't and then, come and, and kill then we him. get bush vision. Working yeah. on the railroad, well, aka my... shoveling like three pieces yeah. of rock away. Right. Well, that's my favorite. I love that in like in these movies where it's like. You know the breathing and watching from the woods. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote. Yeah, I see you there working on that railroad at midnight. Yeah, it's like a guy like jacking off. It's like a guy, a guy who has like a freaking. Right, like, it could be Michael Jackson vision. We don't know. Well, no, it's a guy who's like who has a sexual attraction to railroad railroad <laughs> workers. He's like, oh my god, I see you. He's like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. you 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 shovel that dirt. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you replace that fucking goddamn thing. Oh man, pull Make that, that nail in there. You pull sing that, that song. You serenade me, boy. I think, I think he found like the werewolf shitting spot because. Because there was yeah. all those like tracks right next right. to it well, yeah, from he, the werewolf, so he, he probably was mad. He was but it was an accident. <laughs> it was totally an accident. Well, no, this is my. The funny thing is, he bends down, he looks at the fucking footprint, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Well, and it like lit up in a weird way. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Like, odd. Yeah, and then yeah, so then he reacts like that, and then immediately like the wolf comes up and just well, tears that's, his head off. I mean, I don't know if you know or not stuff, but werewolf come is translucent. So when oh, it's, is that what that that's was? why I was glowing. Oh, okay, like that, yeah. that makes sense now. Yeah, and just rips his fucking head off. No, he doesn't. Like, no, he doesn't rip his head damn. off. The werewolf goes like that and swipes, yeah. and the head just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the head's like flying. It, yeah. it was a frabones. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And then we get narration again. No, 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 no. Inside the no. So after the head goes off, oh, they no. show inside the barber shop, and it's like two guys slow pan look at the camera, and they and then look. you hear the you hear the howling. Like, yes. And everyone's like, ugh. And, does they yes. know. and then the narrator's like the killing had begun yeah. <laughs> but they determined it was an accident yeah. right because he was a drunk so they assumed accident. the yeah. corner's like he passed out on the track but the giant bear tracks that right. were all around these him. guys sucked because clearly they didn't see any claw marks in the guy's well neck. this is like the first time that you, re- you realize that the sheriff's department in this entire movie is completely inept yeah they're doing anything yeah. And that the, all the drunk townspeople that are normally always wrong in those movies 
are absolutely 100%, 100% right. <laughs> They're all on point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, we find out the name of the town is Taken Hill. Oh, God. I didn't write that down. Yeah. I didn't write Taken that down Hill. either. Like, what did, why, how did he get that name? Yeah. Like, let's go over there and I'm going to take you all <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. No. It's called. Um, Taker? No, it's called Taker's Mill or Taker's something. If you, ha- if you had taken proper notes and yeah. not disappearing <laughs> ink. I can't fucking write. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here it is. I wrote it down. Tarker's Mill. Tarker's oh, Mill. Tarker's, Tarker's Mill. Mill. Um, that's yeah, how, so, yeah, that's actually what it says. But Melissa wrote in like transparent ink. Legit, it's she true. did. It's like secret. You can't. And it's it. like pink. It's like. <laughs> so the next scene is like a kid riding his bike and he runs over a roach. Yeah, over. Yeah. But though, isn't that when they show the head? They show, they the, show head, the head, and then they show a train coming. But right. Instead of like the head getting crushed, it's like a roach is getting crushed. Oh, I didn't even put that yes. together. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's so ridiculous. And they, yeah, and then they. Zoom into this like the whitest cracker jack town. I wrote basic all American wholesome town because like you can't get any more American than like a, a fucking town fair. Like what this. were they celebrating? Uh, I don't know. Neighbor I day. Thought, I just thought it was like a fair. It was like no fair were, slash no, no. meeting, like a national night out. They or were something raising like money for something because they had like the police officer was talking. They had like little like the oh, bar the little, in the back, yeah. raised, but they didn't really say what the hell was going on. It was like a fundraiser for something right. you were never told. No, all the kids left like it, three seconds. It was a fundraiser yeah. for uh, Gary Busey's turkey, uh, wild turkey whiskey <laughs> collection. They're like, oh, Gar- the Buse needs some more uh, wild turkey. And then they just immediately like, and that's when they introduce the reverend. Mm-hmm. And he's just like preaching for, I don't know, whatever. And they, Jane well, has to it, go. That's not really an introduction, honestly. That's kind of like he's there. Yeah. It's not really an introduction. Well, they were kind of like. They, they downplayed him for yeah, majority yeah. Exactly, of the Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then they're like, Jane, go take care of Barney. Yeah, and her, so, she was so the cross she fucking had to bear. bitter. Oh, God, so bitter. Yeah, her, like, Jane's like, um, I'm going to get out of here. And her mom's like, go check on your brother. So then they check. Yeah, and she's like, uh, what did she say? Marty's, Marty's such a booger. And then some girl mocks her when her parents tell her to go like check on her brother. The mullet some, chick. Some random chicks like go check on your brother. <laughs> Never in the movie again. Like yeah. why? Why does she? That why was her was, moment? Oh my God. Why? Why would some random girl like mock her for checking on her brother? It's not even like her friend. Yeah. It's just some yeah. bitch. Like go check on your brother, Jane. She's and like snippity snurps. Her brother and Bobby are playing in the like the thicket yeah. with a rubber snake. Well, you, at this point, like you see him, but you don't realize. No, you that don't Marty's know he's paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, you don't. That's like a shot of like a yeah. surprise. It's like, I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't put two and two together there either. Yeah. She yeah. does say though, yeah, Jane does say like Marty was the cross I had to bear. Like her fucking life was just the worst because yeah. of this fucking right. cripple kid. Right. Yeah, and so she goes to find him and they scare her with like hanging a snake out of the Hold tree. Oh, first of all, can I say yeah. they show Marty looking for a snake or whatever. Dude's dressed like fucking Gilligan from Gilligan's <laughs> Island. Like he's wearing a fucking Gilligan shirt to the T. He doesn't give a fuck. And him and his friend are trying to catch a fucking snake. And it's his... Brady, not Bobby's. Brady, yeah. And they, uh, it's, they find the biggest fucking snake. It's, it's like, not like it's, it's a, a little snake. It's a fucking garter snake. No, but it's yeah. a big... They hang it from the tree. Steph doesn't know his Are you traumatized by the scene now, too? Well, I just thought it was shocking because I've seen... Garner snakes. Steph has seen and big they're snakes, little. and that's why she's afraid because she sees my dill. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the dick reference. Giant, all the <laughs> giant dick. So I'm afraid of the snakes. Oh. Trouser snake, <laughs> covered in, covered so, in cream sauce. So yeah, they scare her with the snake, and she falls, and she gets pissed because Wait, she, she was scared because it's an uncircumcised she, snake. Exactly. <laughs> seen exactly. Before, I know it's shocking to me. I'm like, what do you do with that thing? I don't know. But then she gets back up again. Oh, she and p- then she's pissed because her hose. Her hose. And then it falls in a puddle. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I like, swear it wasn't there two seconds It before. was not there. No. Okay. <laughs> Someone's just like, let's make a puddle there. And they just fucking like hose the shit. And Marty's jump back and into Marty's it. And Marty's like so like. he's I'm sorry. He's so blase about it. He's like, let's not, you know, go bananas or anything. No, but Marty. No. Let's not go she crazy falls, about yeah. this. She falls and then Marty storms up in his hover round. And he's like. 
It's not that big of a deal, Jane. And Jane's like, I hate you. No, she goes, I hate you, you fucker. You booger. Yeah. She said booger again. Oh, uh, really? Because yeah. I had you fucker written down. No, it's his oh, booger. I don't think she cursed. She yeah. says she calls really? him booger. Everybody calls Marty a booger in this. You wanted to hear a fucker. I don't blame you. Maybe but, I got a different version. So then she he got um, the fucker version. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. Maybe I got, <laughs> now with fucker instead of bur- booger. So then she runs away and she's like in this in she the bushes. She takes off her hose in the bush. Yeah, and she overhears a conversation between a man and a woman about arguing about the baby. Yeah, That's why not did, my baby? Why does she go into the fucking like random bush to get she's naked? Upset. She's, it's your she's, oven, but it ain't my bun. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I tell bitches all the time. Oh my god! Get out your vagina, but that ain't my fucking kid. That you say, mine, bitch. Which you know, you might wonder why is this relevant, but you find out later. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the guy tells her, "Remember the good times," and then he just leaves. Oh <laughs> wow! It's like remember the time my dick was in you before yeah. it came. <laughs> good luck with that baby. Responsible parenting. <laughs> um, so next is uh, the family drive home. Um, and she is just a bitter bitch in the backseat. But her family's ridiculous because they yeah. totally take Marty's side and they're just like, stop fucking crying that you fell in a mud puddle. At I, least you got the use of your legs. <laughs> I, I know. realize you had to like put your wheelchair in a separate trailer and haul it behind your station wagon. I, I think that was an old thing. No, what that she says like to him, the 80s. they start blaming Jane for everything and Jane's like, you just take his side because he's a cripple. Yeah, I know. She, she doesn't like fuck. She, yeah, she don't fuck around. They never explain, like, was he bored that way? No, there's no explanation. No, no, yeah, no. there was no. an accident. Yeah, and the mom, I love when the mom, so they get home. Is that when they get home and the mom says she's going to smack her or is that in the car? Yes, in the car. I was car. like, you don't talk to a 15-year-old like that. I'm going to smack you. Sure you do. No, you don't. He's like a five-year-old those like were old that. times my mom would close fist me when yeah. i was 15 so no, oh, okay when you were 15 your mom would have been like i'm gonna beat your fucking ass your mom wouldn't have been like i'm gonna smack i know you. people that got a horse whip no my mom just smacked up me. until their she teens. didn't say she was gonna do it it just straight across yeah you just, get, you just get a, you yeah. just get a no. ambushed my mom would just close i fist had punch soap me in my no mouth <laughs> i think at 14 i think i said shit and she was like oh you're getting it soap in the mouth you're going to hell She's Melby. Like, you know it's not ass it's bottom melissa oh god what's in your bottom yeah, so then they get back and they're like, she goes, Jane goes to go inside and they're like, no, you got to help your brother. Why can't I just fucking carry the groceries? Yeah. Like, why, why doesn't the dad, this child? Why doesn't the, the dad help? They want her to murder him. Yeah. Well, no, but, but it seems like, but the way they react, it's kind of like, that's always Jane's responsibility yeah, to help him so out. so weird. So, but, but, so why doesn't she just do it? Why is he just like, fuck that cripple? He's the, just going to wait in the station The wagon. dad doesn't help because the dad has two lines in this entire movie and yeah, he's completely exactly. non-existent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is not important No, Gary Busey wears the pants. Not oh, him. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, I felt like Corey was a very realistic cripple. He did a good job of for the most sure his part, but I feel move. like I was really watching him move his legs. That's because you're an him, asshole. I thought he did a good job. He did a good job. No, he did. Was this now? This was one of his first movies. This was before I was going to ask, like when broke you were, out. Yeah, when you were doing the 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 thing, I was going to ask you, was this his first movie? I'm going to have to look. I it don't think it was. Them, yeah, it, was it was around. Was, he was, I think he felt like he was in. A, I was allowed. It was in around. He was in a lot of movies around this time, but I don't know. It was before Lost Boy because I gave him a lot of leeway to ad lib a lot of his scenes, and they kept a lot of the scenes that he ad libs. So I would assume that. Did you kinda... did you buy this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got all the extras on that. So um, it yeah. actually didn't. This one didn't have any. Oh, uh, bare bones. Yeah. Shit. So Marty creeps into Jane's room after they get home, whatever. But she's like, Jane, are you sleeping? And he creeps in. You think he's gonna like just fucking start beating it in the corner, like while she's sleeping, like a normal kid would. <laughs> but <laughs> but he just gives her money for the pantyhose. And, and like uh, sweaty one dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or, and before that, she he was like, oh, is Uncle Red coming over? She's like, he's a drunk. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, getting yeah. a divorce. Right, yeah, yeah. He's getting his third divorce or something. Uh, yeah, he, she's always... So she just man. has to... She has to just 
break Marty down any chance she gets. Like, anytime that kid's happy, she's got to just fucking queef in his face. She's got to cripple his spirits. I see what you did there. What do you, what, what do you so say? So actually, so yeah, this was one of his first movies. He did like a TV series and a movie before this, um, but then it was Silver Bullet followed by Lucas, where he was like a high school student in that. Remember that? He was like a little dorky How kid. How much farther from um, Lost Boys? And then Lost Boys was 87. So, okay. And then after that. Could you imagine yeah. going to high school with Gary Busey? Oh my God, I wish I could. A kid. <laughs> Gary Busey the kid? He was never a kid. He just came out of his mom's pussy that size. Oh. No, he just like, it was like the Gary Busey growing into his teeth years. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, you look at his son. His son looks exactly like Oh my like God, yes. Him, yeah. And he's not utilized in fucking cinema. It's a shame. He should be. Well, because he, he was in Starship Troopers and that tanked, so. Aww. That movie was solid, though. Like, no, it's good. No, it's good. It aged well, but I mean. Richards? What? Was she in that? I thought so. Yes. Yes. No, she's in that. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. That's her, too. Um, all right. So, yeah. So then they flash over to that woman from earlier that was talking to baby daddy, mm-hmm. and she's, like, talking to an 8 by 10 of the guy while she's, like, ODing on pills. Yeah, she's going she's gonna to kill and herself. She's right. tell, and she's telling the 8 by 10 of her baby daddy, suicides go to hell, especially if they're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. <laughs> oh, man. And then outside... And then, boy, outside is wolf vision, because the wolf's right. creeping. Right. Yeah, you see the wolf, you see the shadowy figure he climbed. coming. Yeah, he climbed the trellis. I did not know they could do that. Climbs up a trellis. I mean, I thought they could just jump high. This was a know? very... well. I mean, it's a very, it's a very like self-aware like werewolf. Though it's not like in most werewolf yes. movies where like the werewolf's and he's a werewolf, but he can't make decisions. Right, he's just a crazed beast. You find and he's out why kill she's people. picked later. Right, right. 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 Well, they also explain why it's like that too, because I, I guess it correlates to how full oh, the, moon the moon is. Right. The moon. So he's more human. Because he's more in control of his actions than he is later. Yeah. And her mom's like playing Bible music. I on know. The organ. So weird. <laughs> She got that gun pretty she quick, She got though. that gun super <laughs> yeah. quick. But they don't. Janie, like, grab your gun. They really don't want to like. There's Janie's really no um. There's really no surprise with the werewolf. It's kind of like they. Got a gun. They blow their load. Real Janie's quick. got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> they blow their load real quick with the fucking werewolf. They're just yeah. like let's let's reveal that it's a werewolf almost immediately. I mean, yeah. you knew it was a werewolf, but right. they show it like they show it with this scene when he's yeah. like killing her and it has like the big. Well, you see big, his we saw it ridiculous one, like though, right? hands climbing. <laughs> you see it kind of, but ah, it's a giant puppet. They're like, oh my god, why is your head so big? <laughs> well, it's here's the fun. not proportional. The part that I like the best on that part is like he's supposed to be scratching her back, but instead of scratching her back, he kind of just grabs the back of her gown and rips it off. But when he's ripping the gown off, it's scratch marks and back. <laughs> so it's supposed to be like he went like this, but this is what he really did. He grabbed it and pulled it off, and there yeah. were scratch marks. I was like, that's, that's pretty amazing. What are you looking at? I'm looking at your notes. Oh, yeah, notes. so yeah, so there's all this commotion. He's scratching her all up. The mom comes up with a gun, but she's already dead, and the wolf's gone. Yeah, the old lady. The old lady goes upstairs with her gat, and the wolf leaves. Why did the wolf leave? Like he could have just. Her. I know, but he could have killed everybody. But, he was, but you find out later why he killed her. Apparently, he targeted her. Apparently, but why does he kill fucking? Why does yeah. he want to kill Marty? Because Marty's a cripple. They only because explain- Marty, Marty saw him. That's he, why. Because Marty he, knows he hates cripples. But he only explains one. He only explains. Well, yeah. yeah. He yeah. only ever says it's, it's, it's I so poorly. It's right. so poorly. He's like, like, see, it made sense because of that, and they're like, but you didn't explain it. You didn't explain anybody else, right? So then it flashes over to the locals at the bar arguing about the recent murders. And the bartender's like, turn your thermostats down or get out. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the typical loud mouth, like riling everybody up. Mutton chops. Yeah. Took out the peacemaker. Uh, by the way, that guy has been in a Legit ton. Legit. Oh, yeah. The bartender? So, the bartender's yeah. in a lot no, of stuff. No, not the bartender. The, the loud mouth guy. Oh, that yeah. That guy's he's been in, in he's so in much shit. They, bo- they both have. Yeah. 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 So then you um, see Marty driving his little go kart. No, he's not driving it. He's fucking flying down the street. Which you find out it's called Silver Bullet. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you got to also remember they uh, they yelled at the deputy that was in there. Oh really? Yeah. yeah the this is the first one. time you're introduced to the fat, useless deputy. Yeah. 
Oh, right, right, right. He's yeah, trying to did. defend the sheriff, who was also yeah. inept. The deputy's yeah. like, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great sheriff. You better stop talking <laughs> the mean stuff about him. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, or else. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so Marty's flying down the street and he passes by the house with all the cops outside. Well, he's right now. First of all, he's going to he's going to take a girl home that one of is one of his classmates right, who also calls him a booger. Everybody yeah. calls him a booger. Why is everybody? Because he's a thinking? booger. She has the I mean, worst clearly. changing accent throughout that mm-hmm. entire Oh, my walk. God. See, That's probably why you never see her ever again. Yeah, you never again. <laughs> Marty, how are you doing? This evening, Marty, what you got to do, Marty? Yeah. yeah. So they pull up to our house, which is just like the epitome of white trash right right right. and then she's like talking about how she's hearing weird noises from that creepy shack and then her her dad comes out and it's just like you can't get any more white trash than this wife beater sweaty neck sweaty screaming at her well when they're going home you find out marty tells the girl that his uncle's building him a new wheelchair Mm -hmm. because that's important information uncle red you got to remember that for later what's her name is it what did you say her name was i didn't even write it down every girl it's Tammy. She's, Emma? She's, I thought it was Emma. She Emma. said it's Tammy. Tammy. It's Emma. I have, ri- I have it written down. I have, this is typed. I have, this I, is typed. I, it's I, not in the invisible I, ink. I have Emma written down too, John. But <laughs> I didn't I write a name down. I, I just wrote girl. Tammy the, the because dad, she's fucking a hick. I got I a really know. good quote to the dad. The dad's like, damn cripple. Yep. Always end up on welfare. Oh my God, yes. And he probably was on welfare. Yeah. I'm oh. electrocute them all. Yes. Balance the goddamn budget. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. He's like, he's like Donald Trump voter number one. Yeah. And then, oh wait! First of all, her name is fucking Tammy. Is it? <laughs> no, it's fucking Emma, dude. Emma. Dude, it is Emma. I have it here. Her dude, name is Tammy. I, how can we both get the same name, dude? I wrote down Emma too. Okay, it's Emma. I, her name is T- Tammy. All right, look I'm, at IMDb. The cast. I believe. Right, uh, we're gonna pause this podcast to go watch the scene <laughs> over again to settle this argument, and we'll, well be right back. We watched the te- we watched the Emma version. <laughs> yeah, we watched the Emma version. They went back the Emma and Watson version. They went back and remade the movie and called her oh Tammy. Oh my god. <laughs> Steph, what did you think her name was? You didn't write it down? I didn't write it down. I just wrote girl. Damn it. I know. I'm sorry. So then, um, so, enter the abuse. Yeah. Drinking wild turkey straight wrote, from okay, the bottle. Can like I just show boss. you my notes? The abuse, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling some lame ass jokes to oh, Marty. And they're, pl- they're playing cards and he's just boozing it up. He's boozing it. He's and bu- mom's he's, giving a stink mom eye. Mom is so mad. She's giving a stink eye to everybody. He's so mad. He's boozing it, boozing it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then the, the mom's pretty fucking cool because she lets her son drink Coca-Cola before going to bed. My mom would never let me do that. She would have been like, bitch, well, you ain't drinking that. He is a cripple, you yeah. know? So you just gotta let him do what he wants to do. You can't use your legs so you can drink Coke before you go to bed. <laughs> it, it balances it all out. And then G- Gary Busey thinks he's like the moral compass for the fucking world with the mom. He's telling Marty, like, uh, uh, telling um, the mom that she can't... Uh, Stop telling him he can't do stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw with Busey in this scene, actually. I actually thought he was right. Oh yeah, he was right, but he's like I mean, sitting he there. Was, he's trying to like pump the kid up. He like, is. Okay. The, he was a good guy in this right, movie. Right. All right, let's he, talk about that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Marty yeah, we'll, is we'll handy capable. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's like he can do. Fuck, it. Marty could climb a tree. Let me tell right? you something, right. which, we, which we see later. That's he's totally that, that scene is complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> by the way, no fucking anybody can unless no, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. He can has fucking, no upper body strength. Exactly. His arms are like twigs. Because if you're 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 if you're in a wheelchair all the time, unless you're doing fucking stuff with your arms, right. you ain't doing no. nothing, dude. Right. So you, you ain't... guys saw the wire, right? Like in the one scene where no. he climbs no. down, you can see the shadow of the wire oh God, holding no, him. Cut that wire, make him a real real for real cripple, hundred percent crip, a rizzle crip. Yeah, I'm a crips. So then, um, they go back to Emma's drunk dad, 
Tammy, I'm Tammy's sorry. Tammy's drunk dead. God damn it. Oh, he's drinking and he's watching wrestling. I thought he was drinking. Because again, like, he's like, bust you, him up. Because you can't bust get any more white trash yeah. in that. I thought it was yeah. like rubbing alcohol, but apparently that's what Budweiser used to look like. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause oh, it, and those little weird bottles. Yes. I and then later, was. I thought it was Red Stripe. I saw Budweiser again. I was like, I guess they yeah. I kind of want to go back this. to uh, the Busey scene when you're first introduced and he's going up the, the stairwell in the mm-hmm. chair and they're making eye contact. They're making eye contact, making faces and stuff. Because it actually seemed like that was genuine to me. Like that was an actual scene where they were like, IMBD picture is just him making that face. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's a real <laughs> ham. That the abuse That's is a real like ham. <laughs> he's like Christopher Walken. He just plays well, no, how crazy. We're, we're like 10 minutes into this movie and there's already two alcoholics in the movie. It's like Stephen yeah. King, he fucking loves alcoholics. What do you mean two alcoholics? You got the town. The it's, everybody's yeah. at the same tavern right. yeah. every No, night. but I'm talking exactly. about like of the focus though. I mean like because you got the abuse and you got the other and dad. And the white trash dad. Yeah. With so, the greenhouse. So, right. White. Right. Exactly. Why yeah, do they have that again, greenhouse? And again, you know he's drunk. Because he's talking to himself. Well, no, yeah, he's in there and Before he hears he hears off. like somebody knocking over his terracotta pots, and he <laughs> and he gets fucking hype as shit. He's like, "Who the fuck is knocking over my fucking terracots? <laughs> I got I got to get down to the fucking basic the basis of this situation." Yeah. And he goes, "You're gonna bust up my pots. I'm gonna bust up your ass." <laughs> yeah. And he grabs his gun off the wall where there are many guns. Well, of course. That's where I you mean. keep them in your trailer. Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna get my shoddy." So in this part, like, okay, this is my favorite when he goes in the greenhouse and scared. you see the wolf's eyes from the floorboards. Oh, yeah, creeping I was on. like, this yeah. is no, the best. No, my favorite part was he's acting like Disney Billy. animatronic eyes. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is he's like acting like Billy Badass trying yeah. to get a werewolf and a yeah. little spider scares the yeah, fucking yeah. shit the out of him. The cheapest looking spider too. Yeah. But also, can we talk about how those floorboards yes. look like he was going to fall through? And right. they had what the plexiglass. Supporting? You could well, see the plexiglass. The thing that makes no sense is they're in a fucking greenhouse. Why is there floorboards to a basement? There's no fucking no. basement to a fucking he was greenhouse, a drug lord. bro. Probably a drug lord. <laughs> he got a meth lab. He was down smuggling there. something. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, why he had to die. So then he's trying to look for it, and all of a sudden the whole greenhouse starts shaking. Yeah. Like the whole like fucking thing. Like there's an thing. earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. And then the werewolf goes, and he falls through the floorboards. The werewolf right? makes him fall. No, the right. werewolf. The werewolf kind of. The werewolf kind of goes like Chiggy, Chiggy ran, comes out and grabs him. Yeah. And the dad gets impaled with like a piece and of wood eaten. as he's pulling and, down. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess werewolves just hang out in, in the basements of greenhouses because mm-hmm. otherwise it makes no sense. Yeah. Because, well, because but the girl... But she said there was noises coming from the, the building across the, the, shed. the greenhouse. The shed. Well, right. why? Yeah. Why was that werewolf why was the, why right. was he hang, why was Why was he hanging out yeah. two nights in a row at the exact same place? Maybe like when you're a werewolf, you just like to play with like terracotta like pots and like eat like fucking kale. That's why in, and and yeah. also, like this is coming from the the girl that was going to commit suicide, killing to this guy killing, and you're offered no explanations. Right. right. What the difference is? There's well, he was a drunk, and he probably beat his daughter. Just killing the drunks. Whoa, that's a big <laughs> yeah, fucking no, assumption I, there, guy. I actually was thinking of like the dad from Forrest Gump and Jenny, and I was can like, I can I do it this time? Steph, you're reaching. You're reaching, Steph. <laughs> you're reaching. <laughs> Jenny, yeah. <laughs> okay, coming from like this, Jesse, like, everything is like Jesse. Like, he's blasted her. He's fucking finger blasted her. <laughs> That's not reaching. That is not Look, reaching. We're all sexual beings. We know that this happens. <laughs> just being realistic. Just because you fucking bitches are naive and you don't and you don't think girls get blasted. <laughs> every girl's just like oh a an untouched peach. Exactly. No, every maybe fuck- girls be blasting boys. Every <laughs> hey, what? Yeah, exactly. Let's turn it upside let's down. Be, let's let's be open minded here. I, I, I'm, I'm, going okay, on. okay, yeah, it's a 21st century. I'm all for it. Yeah, equal parts blasting. Yeah. <laughs> Snatched needs it. <laughs> so then that um it goes to a newspaper headline. It says maniac claims another victim. Yeah. And then the subheadline is quake hits Sicily, one dead. 
I had to write that down because I was like, <laughs> "No, I love the next part where it just shows all the townsfolk scurrying like home. scurrying over, right? Except they're terrified. They gotta go, and they're looking over their shoulders, and they're unlocking their the doors. Yeah, the old woman with the keys, yes. and she's dropping her keys. Well, first, uh, the mutton chops, McGee, the gun, sh- the gun shop owner. He's yes. put he's putting a sign in his window like his oh, shotguns yep. are on sale. Trying to get those guns. Like shotguns on sale. Shotguns actually today. sell for that price now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shotguns for the same price they were yesterday. <laughs> for the same price they were 50 years ago. Yeah, but every, so, so everyone in town is terrified. Not Marty. Marty's out climbing fucking trees. Exactly. That's what no I legs. And I was, flying kites <laughs> surrounded by trees. Worst, worst parents ever. These parents are like, whatever, there's a killer on the loose. Fuck it. He's already crippled. If he's dead, he's already, <laughs> it's basically the same thing as being crippled, so it's no different to us. Oh, my God. Our son's already dead in our eyes. <laughs> half of him is dead. Why don't you kill the other half, he's never, please? He's never going to freaking have a progeny. Let's just fucking yeah. let's just let him die. Right. So then his sister comes and is like, you're fucking late for dinner. And he's like, God damn it, I gotta go home. Well, no, no, first you missed the best part. What? Marty's climbing a fucking tree. Yeah, he's he, climbing a tree. He, climbs, to get the kite out, he yeah. climbs to the top of a tree. Mm-hmm. With only his arms. That's some bullshit. Are- to be fair, it's like the very first branch on the tree. Still, you ain't yeah, doing that, bro. Dude, lifting that like dead weight, there's no way. He's no, he's no I, Listen, I couldn't even get myself out of bed maybe without they my had legs. Shake, maybe they had shake weights back then. Let alone. He's really, really ripped. <laughs> shake weights. <laughs> yeah, you want to comment on shake weights? Yeah, so J- Jane shows up and starts fucking wah-wah like all over again. Yep. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. You're fucking late for dinner. Yeah. Mom's going to be so pissed. Wah, wah. So then Marty has to leave, but Marty's real reluctant to leave Longest look back uh, yeah, Barry yeah. ever. He stares at his friend for Knew like it. ever, like flying the he kite. Flies that, he flies that kite so damn well. He, is. He's like he knew he was going to yeah. die. Oh, yeah. Marty's like, I don't know if I can right. leave him. That wolf's going to show up. And guess what? The fucking wolf shows up. Well, you know, All right, so Nancy Drew, why did he kill the kid? <laughs> he's like, no. That's also not no, explained. No. That, 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 um, he was a drunk too? Or? He's like, yeah, probably. Clearly, it says in the Bible, thou will not, thou will not fly kite. And he's like, was he funneling that kid? And that's mm-hmm. why he killed that one first? Or? He was a homosexual. Because he does say later that he doesn't want to kill kids. Yeah. He's got reason to. But he does whatever he wants anyway. So then the no, gun shop no, owner is back. They're back at the bar. Back at the bar. The gun shop owner is talking. Riling him up. He's talking shit about the investigation. He's like, yeah. this investigation's about as efficient as a submarine with, with a screen, screen door. door. Yuckety yuck, chuckles McGee. <laughs> slapping the knee like it ain't shit. But he's right because yeah. there is absolutely no investigation. Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. right. There is one yeah. scene where he's on the phone with people and he's disgruntled. And that's the entire extent of the investigation. He might as well have made like a Polish joke while right. he was at it. And then Brady's dad shows up. No, no, no. Brady's dad doesn't show up. John Waters shows up. Oh, my God. It does look like John Waters. A.K.A. Brady's dad. (laughs) Weirdly... Something was off putting about uh, every, his eyes. I'm looking at him. It looked like yeah. a young a young guy that they had dressed up to look older. Yeah, it looked like he had a bald cap on. Right. Everything was off putting about right. that guy. Fake John Waters mustache. Creep. He looked like a creep who'd be in the corner like jerking off watching some kids. That's what he looked like. Yeah. And then the next <laughs> the very next scene cuz like yeah, John Waters is looking for his son and the next scene is the cops like saying Hail Mary while carrying the bloody kite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's what you do when you find and a then, bloody right, kite. Right. And Just, the dad shows up like Two seconds later, and he pushes past him and runs up and uncovers the shredded son. Yeah, John Waters shows screaming. up with another cop. Yeah, and he and he goes to where his dead he son is. He makes like the weirdest yeah. screaming. He's he like does. half laughing, half terrible screaming. That guy's another like uh like Shakespearean actor. Yeah, right. he runs into this like gazebo where his son dead son is, and he's just like he's fucking Shakespearean in it up. Yep. Yeah, and so, I think the next scene is where I called who the killer was if I hadn't already done it in like. The first scene. Yeah. The so the next scene is the funeral. Mm-hmm. It's Brady's funeral. Which is, and pro- I think it's the best scene in the entire movie, is why I would watch this movie again, probably. With Reverend Lowe. Next, Wait. oh, yeah, the funeral. Well, yeah. with, with, um, the actual funeral, or are you talking about the dream one? 
Oh no, that's that's later. That's later. Yeah, this is the funeral with Reverend Lowe and um, Uncle Red's there, and he pulls the flask out because he's going to booze it up. Oh, right, 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 but right, he's right. like, "No, I can't do it." Yeah, he no, he it looks. Right. No, he takes right. it. He takes it out. He looks at Marty, and he's like, "Nah, not play it." He puts it back <laughs> in there, and then the woman playing the fucking organ looks like an Easter bunny with a mullet. She got like a really terrible pink outfit on, and just yeah. the fucking most hardcore wallet and a mullet wallet. Wallet? 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 <laughs> and what does he say the priest says uh he says the face of the beast always becomes known yeah and the time of the beast always passes most obvious admission Why of being so the killer shit. ever yes it's like okay you're the killer okay mm. i fully understand that yep. now thanks for ruining it you Absolutely. fucking and like honestly like is that what the parents want to hear when their son was just killed yeah. i'm not sure that's comforting because he did say like oh the parents want me to say something comforting that's not comforting. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Well, then Busey takes Marty home after the church because he's like, you mind if I take him home? And Marty, without any fucking reason or yeah, knowledge, right, immediately right. thinks it's a werewolf. Why? Yeah. Like, Why? Could yeah. it be a monster? Why? It makes like no fucking sense. Right. He has no... He didn't even see the body. He didn't see anything. Right. Like, yeah. as a viewer, we have seen everything. Right. Yeah. Marty has not seen a damn thing. But, but as he, far as he's concerned, like, people are just getting yeah. killed. But he's a kid. And kids, their minds... No, you know, they always don't, go don't to defend it. Really? Don't defend it. I don't know. With that Down well, syndrome also, logic. But also, why in the next seed are like the bar people automatically looking for the killer in the woods? Ex- yeah. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, why yeah, would yeah. they fucking yeah. be there? Yeah. So like, yeah, right. Then that's the next scene. So it's like a lynch mob. Well, no, hold on. Right. When when he's talking to Marty, Gary Busey's fucking uh, excuses. Psychotics are always more active when the moon is full. <laughs> he's like, that's like, he's like, oh, it's not a werewolf. Okay, that's why. Werewolves. Yeah. And that's guy, why I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, stop looking at me like that, uncle. <laughs> with that little snarl and eyes. Oh my god! Could yeah. you put your teeth away, please? And then, like Melissa said, why the fuck are they immediately like, let's go in the woods? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I mean, they're they're looking around where the kid was killed, but why would they assume that the fucking killer's just hanging out yeah. in the right, woods? Right, because still? other people have also been killed. It's probably one woods. of you guys. And and, and right. of all the woods, they probably have to check. Why do they go to that specific area? Yeah. <laughs> so the cop comes into the bar and starts like arguing with everybody, and the cop says, "I may not be J. Edgar Hoover, but I'm the law." And then somebody says. You couldn't catch a cold. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking like, terrible great lines. Yeah. Great. And then yeah, John man. Waters comes in <laughs> with an armband on. With the armband. Which I didn't know it was a thing. Still. I didn't know it was a thing either. I was confused. And he fucking dials that Shakespearean shit up to like fucking 40. He's like, I got to just give it my all. And he's like, my son was torn to pieces. Yeah. Pieces. I actually have written down good acting from the dad. Like I felt like he redeemed himself from his screaming in the Well, gazebo. because he shut down the sheriff who yeah. literally legitimately had no complaint. No, because yeah. they're talking about like private justice. Private, whatever. private yeah. justice. And he's like, why don't you dig up what's left of my son and, and explain to him about private justice? <laughs> it's like a, a porno that was made Chuck in 1979. Starring, no. <laughs> Chuck Norris justice. Yeah, it does sound that way. Um, yeah, and then the dad says he's going to go out and hunt up some private justice. He's like, I'm going to go get me some. Yeah, I'm going to go dig up some. Yeah, at some first private I thought justice. he was against it, but then it yeah, I thought clear. I thought at first too. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's like not with it, but no, he totally. And was it just me? Or did one of the villagers look like um Dave Thomas from Wendy's? Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, no, Dave red- Thomas, how did you get roped into this? You make delicious burgers. I, I don't understand. <laughs> wasn't that the bar owner with the red cap? No, no, no. This was somebody different. Someone he had like else? giant Coke bottle yeah. glasses okay. on. Oh yeah, that guy. The guy that was scared and like wasn't like go his wife. Yeah, Dave Thomas. So then everybody leaves the bar with their guns and the reverend's right. trying to stop them yeah but why is he and trying the, to stop them and they show the full moon and the fog is thick as shit mm-hmm. that fog 
was so thick. Yeah, Q villagers muzzling the fuck out of each other with shotguns yeah. oh my the God. entire time. You knew from the beginning was that like, that was going to end poorly. Exactly. Immediately the hunter gets caught in the fucking bear trap. Yes. Okay, no, Which we got to go back. happened to him. Wait, we need to go back and talk about the two dogs that the guy had. on. on great Danes. He had Great Danes. Who the fuck takes Great no, Danes yeah. out Nobody. of a hunt? Nope. Okay, they, Actually are, wrote that down they too. were bred for hunting. No one fucking uses them for <laughs> right. hunting. No. Okay? Nobody. Poor choice. Obviously you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying. People they do. worked I don't out. Know, bloodhounds, maybe. Right. Every right? other movie cliche <laughs> hunting dog. Yeah. Right. There's probably somebody like on set, like dogs, and they're like, "Can you run these dogs yeah. through the scene?" Take your Great Danes. Yeah, they're supposed right. to be like tracking, but really they're just wandering around oh, in the right. woods. No, there's like it's total chaos. Nobody's like directing anybody. Right. And then the wife yeah. says to the, the to Dave Thomas, "She's like, you're gonna make lemonade in, in your, your pants." pants? <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> and the bar owner brought the peacemaker. It right. is the worst fake forest ever. It yes. looks like a stage play set. Well, the and fog. the fog looks like dry ice. Yeah. I right. mean, there's nothing yeah. realistic right. about it. Right. And then they start hear, like, hearing the growling. Yeah. And they realize. So I don't understand. Like, so the fucking. Okay. The, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So knowing. Uh-huh, I can't talk about it without <laughs> spoiling it. But. Mm. Don't don't worry about it. No, right. This is my issue. Is the okay? The fog wasn't like so thick that like a giant werewolf could hide in it. He was no. He was right like he was like he was army crawling. He was army crawling so through ridiculous. the fog the entire time. So was, fucking ridiculous. He was doing the worming. Yeah. Wait, and then my favorite part comes up when. The the bar owner takes the peacemaker out. Yeah. And he's beating the you, wolf. You just see that you just see his hand. And the wolf takes grabs it. it. And yes. beats him back. Why? Why is the wolf beating him with a bat? Because, because I LOL'd at that part. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I did. I think that was just the comic relief of the movie. Now you missed the best part. What? Best part is like, yeah, the bartender takes out his bat and the one guy's like, I knew I I knew you can't trust this fog. It's under the fog. It's right here with us. And then he gets eaten. the black hunter dies oh, first. Of course. But he says it. You know, you can't trust the fog. <laughs> like, I'm he like, says it in like, the yeah. most infeminate way. Like, <laughs> kill that black hunter no, first. I did write that too because I was like, of course they killed the black guy first. Because it's like realistic. Black people don't hunt. It's a joke. Yeah, but that was my favorite part. There was a pair of hunters. The guy that got hit in the the uh, bear trap mm-hmm. right right and then he gets distracted in the bear trap closes it on him again well it's like really like yeah. but they were this, fine this movie like drifts between being like like efficiently scary and being like comical and that this whole yeah. part is just comical because it's like yeah. people being thrown around in right. this like really shitty like foggy area killed by the wolf but it's not really it doesn't really f- seem scary at all no and it doesn't really fit especially the part with the wolf with the bat that like totally didn't right. fit with this movie at all because he was he was killing everybody like animalistically yeah. and now he's and now it's like a using weapons joke, like, right, a, right yeah. like a person yeah yeah we don't know where the moon is in the cycle here it's true I, I would have loved to have been there when they were discussing that scene <laughs> like do we do this or not like do we want to do this no let's do it with the yeah. bat like oh, keep the right. bat people, in there people are gonna but love the next right. scene's the best the yeah. wall the one hunter that has a bandana around his neck he gets like mauled and then all of a sudden you see like the worst special effects head come up from the fog yes. and it looks like a wet like paper bag or something <laughs> like a like a do rag or something it looks just like covered just in blood the, the yeah. worst thing you've ever seen yeah and then the and then what's the dream next? sequence the dream the funeral, funeral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The funeral the well i was confused at first right you're not sure it's a dream sequence i, and like I was like was why is there a funeral sliding back and forth of the people in the pews yeah. i was like this seems like a. I, a I didn't dream start sequence. picking up on it until everybody started hate fucking Shane. like yes still, like, yes me too. staring them down yeah. well i was confused i was like why would they have a funeral the for three dream. people yeah. who are not related well, why are they eye fucking him why are they hating him so much right now he's just trying to give a eulogy when they show like the priest 
He's got the thickest fucking eyeliner on, like, of all time. It's just like, it's like, yeah, he's trying to be like the the biggest goth kid ever. (laughs) It's like, wow, dude. And they're just staring him down. Yeah, and and then everyone starts turning into werewolves, and he's fucking freaking out. That that was like the best scene in the movie. It was so cool. And the villager werewolves look better than the actual werewolves. The The organ lady as a werewolf was amazing. Yeah, they all look like fucking, like, phenomenal. And then he wakes up screaming like I do when I have, like, night terrors. Yeah, when you do do their. Woo! It was basically that's what I would do if I was having that dream. <laughs> why? Why is that Reverend having that dream? Yeah, why? Because mm. I think he's mm. fighting it. He doesn't want to be a werewolf. He fights it. Right, I mean, but to the audience, it's really stupid because you're yeah. like, why does is he really that scared of werewolves? That yeah. like he's no, he's the fucking werewolf. Yeah. Obviously, come on now, bro. So then, the, then you find out that the fireworks are canceled. Oh my god! And like, duh. Like they're pulling oh, up. Fuck yeah! Well, the fireworks are canceled. They're his. Their parents, like Marty's parents, live in a fucking different world. Like where, a dream like, world. Yeah, where it's just like none they, of this stuff is going on in town. Yeah, they live in Disney yeah. or something. Apparently, how do they not hear all this shit happening? Fatty Ums is coming in. Yeah. He's like, what the, are you guys the doing? The elusive, here? the elusive orange kitty. So then they find out the fireworks are canceled, and Jane immediately turns to bitch mode. Oh c- my because god! Because Marty's, Marty's all-, all pissed off. Like, why the fuck are they canceled? Oh, only my best friend's dead. Yeah. <laughs> And all those people. And yeah. then people are just like leaving town. Like they're just abandoning the place. Yeah. Oh, and then wait. So then, then they get home. They're back home. Right. And then Barney's bitching to Uncle Red. And he says like the best thing ever well, about un- his yeah, sister. Uncle Red's rocking the fucking like coolest floral Hawaiian shirt <laughs> yes. ever. Yes. That probably was owned by Gary Busey. Yeah. Like I think they let him like bring his own. Like, just come. Probably. Just come. Yeah, just show up. Um, you so say yeah. they would say come as you are. <laughs> come as, as you abuse. <laughs> As a toothy grin. I'm just going to keep setting um, you guys up for the so, same songs throughout this entire thing. <laughs> so Marty like, bitches Uncle Red and he says, Jane's walking around in all these new clothes, showing off her tits, acting like no one's ever had I tits didn't before. Hear this. I did not hear any <laughs> of this. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> oh, oh my God. She says it, yeah. He, he says absolutely it. says it to Uncle Red. Uncle Red isn't even phased by it. He's just like, you're talking about your sister's tits, whatever. No, and then Uncle Red comes back. He's like, your best friend's dead. Your girl left town. Fireworks are canceled, <laughs> but I got something to cheer yes, you up. Yes. Like what? Those things do not fucking yeah. align in things that are important. Yep. Your best friend's dead. Your girl left town. Fireworks were canceled. Here's- fireworks are qu- canceled are not in the fucking no. list of things that suck right now, no. dude. But to make it all better, here's a new fucking wheelchair for you. Yeah, he's like, I got something to cheer you up, and then he unveils like the sil- the new silver bullet. What does his uncle do? Is he like oh, a fucking knows? engineer for NASA? Like, yeah. how? What's happening? There is there is no explanation. He on invented, he invented the hover about, round. Let's talk about how this wheelchair is just fucking a motorcycle. Not street legal. It's a de- no. it's a death trap for <laughs> yes. a young boy. Yes. Well, there because he can't get any more cripple, I guess, than he already is. He's right. just like fuck <laughs> he it. He just be dead, right? And then he lets him try it, and Marty's immediately like doing wheelies yeah. on it and no, passing traffic. Yes. You and forgot what, music. what Uncle what Uncle Red said. The prom night. I feel like a virgin on prom night. <laughs> oh, before he drives it? Yep. Is that what he says? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Marty just drive Right. Immediately he's pulling wheelies. a wheelie. Pulling a wheelie immediately. Then they get back, whatever, and they're like eating like a barbecue or whatever outside. Anyway, it's the best time ever. Fucking mom isn't pissed anymore. She loves her brother again. Well, no, but then like Gary Busey says like a cripple joke to him. He says, to, to Marty, he's like, walk me to my car. <laughs> clearly, I didn't even catch that. Clearly, I was like, really? You should have said like <laughs> that was it. a scene they ad libbed, and he just kept it. Yeah, I was like, no, dude, he can't oh walk. That's God. kind of offensive. Right, uh, and this is when Uncle Red gives Marty the bag of fireworks because mm-hmm. that's a fucking good idea. 
Yep. And that's when Marty just hardcore fucking just like upper body strengths the shit out of it and sneaks out. And that's where <laughs> oh I saw God. the cable. Like, yeah. Shadow right, ca- of it. Climbs down like, the trellis. Yeah. But it's like the most convenient thing ever because like outside of Marty's window, he has like this random like ladder. It's not yeah. like a ladder. It's like this scaffolding. It's a trellis. Right. It's a trellis. Perfectly yeah. out. It's not a fucking trellis. It's like a metal. It looks like for like an antenna, but there's no antenna on it. It's just mounted to the side of the house so he could climb down it. They're like, don't worry about it. People will just think it's part they'll of the house. Yeah, they'll, they'll believe it. So he goes deep, 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 balls deep to the base, into the woods yeah. to light fireworks. To this bridge, this random bridge. And he's yeah. setting off fireworks. Wait, but what did Uncle Red say to him? This is for the good guys. And so then like Marty repeats that when he sets off the first firework. For the good guys. For the good guys. Yeah. He's like, say, no, his, his, yeah, he says, save this one for last. And it's like uh, the rocket. Or Ball whatever. rocket, yeah. yeah. And that's the one he's going to light. Uh, he, yeah, he's lighting off stuff, and he yeah. says, like, for the good guys. And then you hear, like, something approaching or whatever. You you know, get the, the wolf's watching again. Werewolf vision. <laughs> yep. You hear, the, you hear the werewolf jerking. <laughs> you hear, like, fireworks oh. turn me on. And then Marty littered, and that's why the werewolf had to yeah. come after Yeah, he's him. like, yeah. oh, litterer. Right, because he just knocks it right, right. into the Breaking water. The law. Yeah. You damn kids with your kites and your fireworks. Yeah. The, the werewolf is always where people are alone. Like, yeah. He's always like, oh, I'm, I found uh, This one's like, like, total coincidence that this werewolf Maybe just happens to be, to be in the middle of the woods. doesn't have to kill people. The people Maybe. are just like, why are you coming into my safety zone? Yeah. So then the werewolf approaches Marty, and Marty's like making like derp face yep. when he's trying to light. He's like, ah! <laughs> he's like doing like this weird lip motion, and he finally lights it at the last second, and it hits him in the eye, right in the eyeball. And Marty just hauls the fuck ass home. Oh my god! And that's when you see though, you see how fucking terrible that wolf costume is for reals. Yeah. So Mar- bad. Marty like strong arms the shit out of getting up that thing because he gets up to the top and he's sweaty and gross and leans against the wall like hugging himself. Yeah, and he's so like, oh my god, he's so traumatized. And then the next day, oh no, but he calls Uncle Red. Uh, that's, that's the next, the next day. That's the next day. I thought he calls Uncle Red. And Uncle Red's like fucking blows him off. No, no, his Uncle Red's fucking banging a hooker. Yeah. Yes, and has wild turkey again next to the bed, and he totally blows off Marty. Like, give your uncle a break. He just hangs up on him. Like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. But Jane slash Anna Green Gables listens and goes on a special mission. Uh, for that Marty. was like shocking that she actually believed him. Right. As much as she fucking hates, yeah, she like hates his guts. She's like, oh, I'll believe. I'll believe the story about a werewolf. And I she believe. Just went everywhere, and yeah. they had the most awkward, like staring at people. <laughs> yeah, the barber shop. The barber shop. The guy's like. That part was weird when I she went her. and took the towel off the guy's face. Well, yeah, I say so she's, she's going around collecting bottles around the town to try to find out. Who the, the killer eye. was try to find someone with one eye. Yeah. One eye, Willie. And it is. It's like super creepy, like eye contact. The creepiest guy is the black dude. He's like, the, the, his wife answers the door. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, is your, she's like, is your husband there? And he comes around. He's like, how you doing, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got a lot yeah. of bottles, actually. Yeah. And a lot of dirty looks. Yeah, she, so, goes yeah. up, she goes up to the dude in the barber shop and takes off the fucking thing off his face. It's mm-hmm. weird. But she ends up back at the church. Right, that's her last stop. It's a gardening. Who you don't see, right? Because at first he's he's facing away and yep. he's gardening. So no, you no. Don't see. You just Wait. see the priest's ass. Yeah. You see his like bony, no ass, <laughs> white ass. Why were you staring at it so much? Because yeah. it was there. It was like front and center. Check out the priest's ass. And I was like, it's I can't help but. Yeah, I just have written yes when he turns around. <laughs> when I see the eye. I'm like, I called it. Yeah. Well, like it pans over. It, pan- it shows like Jane walk into the um, garage, but she can't see the priest's face, but the camera can. The camera zooms right across the priest's face and you see the eye patch. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so she- then she goes to this garage where she's supposed to drop off the bottles and give him a tally sheet. What the fuck are they collecting these right. bottles for? It's the most chaotic shit ever in this garage. Mm-hmm. It's just like full of bottles. Yeah. 
that are like ancient. For but no they're not reason. even like they're just throwing them in piles. It's like yeah. not even like whatever. And then she gets scared by a gerbil. It was a legit yeah, it was a ger- gerbil. I thought it was that not too. A mouse, it was a gerbil. Could not afford a mouse. Yeah. Had to get a fucking gerbil. That was a gerbil. Was it really a gerbil? Yeah, it was, yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Was, oh my god. Well, then she yeah the mouse scares her and she falls into the cans and she finds the peacemaker. She finds the peacemaker. The, yeah. right. That's broken. Because the fucking wolf's like, I'm gonna kill this guy and take his bat. Because he's a serial killer. Could you so imagine? He like, has to have some keepsake. That could you imagine help. driving down the road and seeing a, a werewolf carrying a bat <laughs> just nonchalantly yeah. going back? I need this. I'm gonna save me this. And the reverend shows up and he's like, Jane, you're trembling. Yeah. It is real creepy. Having some yeah. trouble? Why don't you come inside and swallow my dick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking so strange. Yeah. And then so she's leaving and he says, give my best to your brother, Jane. So we yeah. know. We know. Right? And then she goes home and she tells Marty and immediately they decide they can't tell adults because right. that makes sense. Right. And immediately they're going to send ransom style letters no, no. with cut out they're magazine. gonna send unabomber letters <laughs> yeah like where did they learn that arts and crafts or something like right. oh yeah i took home marty, economics and yeah. we learned how to make ransom letters marty immediately is like i know what to do yeah. let's make some unabomber letters <laughs> that <laughs> say why don't you kill that yourself are, that are pretty fucking harsh yeah, yeah. before yeah. this i have written down theory killing sinners <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the first letter said i know who you are i know what you are why don't you kill yourself yeah right right to the point yeah. pretty much yeah so then they show the priest now, and he looks like Snake Plissken. But now he has an eye patch, AKA right? the governor. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then at this point, there's multiple letters that have been sent to so, the reverend. So then they tell Busey, and Busey just immediately thinks they're having a hallucination, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Total sense. And um, Wait, this is what he said. This is the best, the, probably the best line of the entire movie. This is what he says to Marty. Sometimes I think your common sense got paralyzed along with your leg. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which is what really? made me feel like he wasn't oh born that God. way. Right. Fucking amazing. Basically, he's like, you're completely useless <laughs> now. You can't use your legs and your brain doesn't work. <laughs> oh, my God. Kill yourself, Marty. Throw yourself yeah. off a fucking goddamn bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you almost did. So then, yeah, they're stalking the priest, him, Busey, and the kids, uh, uh, or Jane, rather, are stalking the priest outside while he's painting a sign. But they're like in clear view. They're not like hiding behind something. They're just like, let's just sit here and watch the priest paint a sign outside the fucking uh, church when they're all sitting there. Yeah. And um, what does Jane say? When she was in the shed, she said the shed smelled like a- like an animal's den. den. Yeah. The fuck does that even smell like urine? Well, you know, it's funny because when you think back Musk. to when she goes into the den, you hear flies buzzing everywhere. And I initially thought, oh, it's because all the bottles all over the place. That's what I thought. Like, like, like. From you know, like from the soda, soda cans. Right, but shit. I mean, but was it because it was an animal's den? Like in hindsight, he was marking his territory. Well, you never, yeah. you never see that back room. You right. s- twice they go in there, and you never see that side room. That's off. The- I wonder what's in there. But so then the next scene, super creepy. You got Marty watching people oh play baseball, God. and he's, he's so forlorn, and he's staring right? at their legs. It's like a zoom. He's like, it's like zooms in of like thighs yeah. and like he's legs. Like, I wish. He's like, I wish God, I could play baseball. If only I could play baseball. And in real life, those kids would be like, "Get out of here, you cripple!" They would yeah. be like assholes. Because kids aren't nice, and the no. kids are like, you want to play, Marty? Yeah. They're like, Marty, get the fuck out of here with your like weirdo a, hover round. It was a weird moment, though, because it was like sad music playing, and you're like, I kind of feel bad for this little cripple kid, mm. but not really, because he's an asshole. And then the priest creeps up. Even In though the you, car. Even though right. you saw the priest yesterday looking clean-shaven as fuck, now, since he's supposed to be a villain, greasy and unshaven. Yeah. Like yeah. the greasiest unshaven ball you've ever seen in your life. And he starts following uh, Marty home. Mm-hmm. And he tries to start. And he tries to run him off the bridge. Tries to ram him, and basically the priest is like the worst at driving ever. Yeah, it's like I can't, I can't run. First, he's driving this iron ass eighties vehicle, then he can't knock a fucking little crappy. He lets like, him run. He lets him ride alongside him for mm-hmm. like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, priest. 
And then, of course, like typical, like then Marty can't start his bike up. He hits him in Marty's car. Marty's bike stalls on like yeah. a bridge and the priest turns around. He's going to hit him. And then Marty starts it up at the last second. Yeah. And Marty's always on E. Or close to being on E. Well, I mean, they don't have, there's not a lot of room for gas. You imagine that thing sucks up a lot of gas. Well, maybe he shouldn't be fucking riding all over the place. Well, like I don't fucking know. <laughs> so then Marty like runs away and he gets like stuck on a covered bridge because he goes to this like um, closed road and the yeah. covered bridge is like closed and he's like, I'm going to lose him. And he hits like a little plank of wood and it completely stops his yep. whole fucking like, mm-hmm. thing. And then the priest gets uh, parks outside the covered bridge and gets out and starts walking towards the covered mm-hmm. bridge. And yeah. he's, then he starts talking about how he can't kill himself because it's the worst sin. Right. Yep. And then... No, no, this is what he oh. says. He says... He says... Uh, he says he's... Um, he's talking Sorry. to him and he's like, why couldn't, kill him? why couldn't kill himself? Blah, blah, blah. He's like... And he's saying like how he actually saved those people he killed. Right, he killed Stella. And because... he's like, so now do you see? Do you see? You meddling little shit! <laughs> <laughs> I did write that down. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then he says, proceeds to say, you're going to have a terrible accident, Marty. Yeah. You're going to fall into the river. And then a farmer shows up on a tractor. Yeah, like the most hick-ass fucking dude. Scary in there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Marty's, he could hear Marty screaming over the tractor. I don't, would that really happen? He wasn't even screaming that loud. No. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, all the fucking, all the um, priest had to do was just put his fucking hand over Marty's mouth. Yeah. Right. And just crack his neck. Right. And then done deal. The guy wasn't going to see him. Come on, dude. And he also offers no explanation to the other people he killed. No. Yeah. Nope, like, nope. That's the only explanation mm-hmm. you get. So then back at home, Busey finds blue paint from the um, car on the silver bullet. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the police. Detective Busey's on still, the case. It's still yeah. not really like In, a big deal, though. It's like Marty almost got ran over by a truck, but really no one's really uber concerned even Busey's like just go i'd appreciate if you just he's check it out. out but he's done more police work in this entire movie than the, the actual sheriff, did. sheriff yeah. did yeah and the sheriff's like well why do you think i should check it out and he's like well i would appreciate if you did and he's like okay fine yeah. i guess i'll do it then. and then the sheriff makes the best decision let me go there alone at night yeah. right yeah yeah for no yeah and he did and he just makes a lot of like wrong decisions because he's like trespassing on the dudes so he's like i'm just gonna walk yeah. in here now Let's go into this guy's house. Right. And Let's just fucking start looking at everything. And then he goes in the garage. And did you notice again? The flies buzzing around. Flies buzzing. Yep. And they've got the cops looking around and the priest comes in. Well, he, he, he sees the car. He sees the car's dented. Right. And right away knows that something happened. And immediately the priest knocks the fucking goddamn gun out of the cop's hand. Like it's not even like an issue. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to transition. And then, which is the best. No, and then, well, then stuff's fair part happens. But when. He's getting beat with the fucking bat, oh my God, the, the yes. bat again. again. Yeah. Right. Like, why doesn't he just same, beat him? I don't like, same they, thing. they clearly show that he has the strength to fully decapitate somebody with one swipe. Why didn't yeah. he just do he that? He likes the yeah. bat. They always like, because they keep like, even when they showed it earlier when he was yeah. beating with the bat, they show like just the hand with yeah. the bat, yep. like up, down, up, uh-huh. down, like fucking 40 <laughs> times. Yeah. Right. And so that's right. And during the transition, he just stops to beat the sheriff's head in with the bat. So then the next scene is them, is Marty, Jane, and Busey sitting on by the lake and marty's like i want you to make a make me a silver bullet bro with his medallion mm-hmm. yeah well this is after they know the sheriff is missing and then the, the uh, and then jane says yes make mine too and hers is a crucifix and then marty just pulls this fucking whole theory out of his fucking asshole like, as the moon gets fuller he gets more he gets less human no more he, wolfier he, yeah exactly as he says <laughs> the fuller the moon gets the more wolfier he gets yeah. like okay dude just making words up now wolfier. bro 
Um, and Marty thinks the Reverend's going to come to he, the Reverend's going to wait to come to him when the moon is completely right. full. Because well, that seems like a good idea. Let's wait until he's the most werewolf mm-hmm. on the full moon to try to kill him. Wouldn't it be easier to kill him when he's more human? Well, they're going to wait till he comes to him. Essentially, I mean, I get what they were saying, but yeah. it's still stupid. Yeah. So then Busey goes to the eight, the quote unquote Wizard of Weapons yeah, to the that. ammo shop. To get a silver bullet made. And this part is my favorite. And the guy, hold on, but real quick, the guy looks like the guy that they go that he goes to looks like Jamie Kennedy and old man makeup. <laughs> it's like, the, and he's the worst actor ever. Well, this is great though because he goes in and he says, "My nephew's just discovered the Lone Ranger." What does that? Have it's always says, and he hands him the medallion, and the guy's like, "You want a silver bullet?" Like he's just fucking. I mean, I guess we'd have to watch the Lone Ranger I wish, to understand because I, I don't yeah, get it. I wish I could live my life like that, where I could just walk up to someone and I wanted something. <laughs> And I didn't have to explain what I wanted. And the dude just told me what I wanted. Yeah. And it was right, 100%. And I like how he refers to this guy as an old world's craftsman. And the guy's like, <laughs> wizard. And the guy's like 20 years old. <laughs> now the guy's like the same like age. of yeah, yeah, he calls him the wizard of weapons. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So then Gary Busey gets the bullet. And Gary Busey says to the guy, what are you going to shoot a silver bullet at anyway? And the guy's like, how about a fucking werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> and he has well, like, he had, the guy has like a weird stroke mouth. Yeah. Like he had like 80 strokes and he's talking out of the corner of his well, mouth. And the guy was also like, nicest piece of work I ever done, I think. Yeah. Like you made a bullet? I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, you do better work as a gunsmith. Come on, man. Give yourself more credit. He's like, oh I made one God. bullet. I'm the best. Okay. So then, so then, right. Then after that werewolf thing, and then Busey just looks at him like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> the be- yeah, the best scene is now, is the next scene, and it's the biggest pile of fucking convoluted bullshit yeah. ever. Was, wait, so, the, so it's Halloween, and it's a full moon. Yep. And Busey conveniently arranges for the parents to go away. Yeah. So it's just him and the kids, which probably just wouldn't be a, a good idea anyway. Why does the fucking parents, first of all, a couple things. Number one, there's a fucking killer on the loose, killing people yeah. pretty frequently. Parents don't seem to care about that. Number two, there's a killer on the loose, and Gary Busey is a raging, unreliable drunk, and he's going to be in charge of the kids. Right. Parents are like, whatevs, mm-hmm. totally down with this whole situation. Let's get the Buse on board. I want to, f- the dad just wants to rail the wife on a fucking cruise ship. <laughs> so I'm going to have me some cruise ship anal. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I was waiting for you to take it, Seth. Go ahead. It's the best. Kind of oh anal. my God. Okay, so moving on. No, we don't um, move on from anal. anal. It's still it's there. Anal. Okay, so right, so the kids are left with Uncle Red, and um, everyone. Okay, so the next scene is everyone sleeping, and the fucking Star Spangled Banner is playing on the yeah. TV, which so, I guess was what was they like, did. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, is broadcasting? that what happened? I don't remember. Before they would stop airing things for the They're night. They're waiting for a know. fucking werewolf to come and kill them, but they're so tired they yeah. can't stay awake. And Uncle Red falls on, asleep should, smoking a cigar or a cigarette. Yeah, and he burns himself and wakes up. Great uncle. Great then, decision number one. Create a, create a fire hazard. The, yeah, yeah. the movie should have just ended with the house burning, burning down. <laughs> with Gary Busey burning yeah. him alive. And yeah, the, right. And the wolf just moves on so, to another town. Right, and then he immediately wakes up and he's like, fuck it. Fuck, it's over. Fuck, go to bed. Go right. to bed. It's done. It's right. not happening. This he, is fucking yeah. not real. People are disappearing and stuff. Yeah. But now the will, the will has left him to actually pursue he, this. He fucking spent probably like two grand to get the parents out of the house yeah. for yes. like on a trip. And he's like, nah, I'm tired now. Fuck it. And what he paid the guy to make the the the... The best crafted silver bullet yeah. in, in the history of existence. And, and, he, then, and what is the first thing he does? He takes, takes that out. goddamn bullet out of the gun. Yeah, but what does he know? But what, what time does he say it is? Doesn't he say it's like... It's like 3 a.m. It's almost 3, 3 o'clock in the morning. He's mm-hmm. like, it's done deal. Fuck yeah. it. Okay. 3 a.m. It's the fucking witching right. hour, man. So, no. of course, and then what happens immediately after that? The werewolf busts the through the wall. fucking werewolf shows up. Yeah, he takes the fucking bullet right out of the gun, like you said, and then the bullet... And, uh, well, first of all, 
You gotta mention the couch that they're sleeping on because it's an 80s floral fucking Oh, yeah, it was yeah. so bad. It was like something like Technicolor vomit. Probably like the, my the God, same man. couch I had growing up. So, before, no, but before that happens, he takes out the fucking thing. He um basically he says, like, fuck everything. I'm just, you guys need to go to bed or I'm gonna kick your ass, is what he says to Marty. Yeah. Then Jane looks out the window and, and, the she's, and she sees like yeah. the Muppet wolf looking in. I'm Kermit the Frog yeah. and uh, <laughs> I've worn this uh, werewolf costume the entire movie. It, it right. was like, so it was like kind of, it was just like comedic. Yeah. You know? So she so, like freaks out. I wanted then, the wolf to like look in and wave like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how you doing? With the bat. <laughs> yeah. But then Uncle Red still is kind of like, eh, you're just fucking faking it. Until the electric is cut. The wolf is outside. He pulls all the wires. No, out even the still, box. he's like, oh, I just blown a fuse. Yeah. It's, uh, it's totally nothing. Yeah, he's, he, doesn't, he does not believe a no. damn thing. Even though all these pieces have added up until then, he's like, now he's just discounting everything yeah. that's happening. And then the next, the wolf just fucking breaks through the entire no, wall well, of well, the no, house. Well, they're looking like they're lo- everybody turns because they hear noise outside and they're looking towards the doorway thinking that someone's going to yeah. come through the doorway and then it shows a front view of them and the werewolf's just like, fuck it, I'm going to bur- <laughs> I'm going to burst through a fucking brick house and the wood paneling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's like the fucking, it's like <laughs> Three uh, little piggies. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the Kool-Aid man, dude. Yeah. He fucking bursts in there and it's slow motion fucking bullet flying out of Busey's hand yep. like, and right down the Corey's right, trying to catch it. He and throws Cripple Boy out. throws himself and he's like, Cripple it. <laughs> he tries to grab it and it goes yeah. right down there. And then oh Busey gets WrestleMania slammed against yeah. the oh, He gets his ass beat. Yep. And apparently that was real special effects. And the Reverend. Yeah. The Reverend Werewolf grabs Jane and just like throws her up against the wall. And I thought she was getting her eyes pushed in. Right, that's what I thought. I thought she was gone. Her face was at least going to be scratched. (laughs) No, nothing happened. Well, at this point, I'm thinking like she was the narrator the entire time. Like, all right, people are biting it right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, Marty's trying to get the the bullet out. He's trying to get the bullet out, but while Jane's uh, getting her head squeezed or whatever, um, Busey comes from behind because he sees a piece of firewood and he just smacks the thing on the fucking back with the firewood and then Busey gets thrown again. <laughs> Into like, the, uh... Not just like pushed. He gets like he gets thrown where his body's fucking like horizontal in the air, <laughs> yeah. like five feet off the ground. <laughs> like Busey ran, jumped on a trampoline and went sideways <laughs> into a mirror. <clears throat> so wait, what's next? So his then... teeth broke his fall. So, so then Busey gets up and immediately hits the fucking wolf with a fire poker. And the wolf's uh-huh. making like, it's not even wolf sounds. It sounds like Godzilla. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like these wo- fucking Godzilla sounds, dude. And, and then he's, he's going after Marty, right? Well, Marty happens to, at that to moment, get the, he gets the bullet out. He loads the gun. No, no. Yeah. No, no. He doesn't go towards Marty. He he looks at Marty. The wolf looks at Marty for about 10 minutes while, Mar- <laughs> while, while Marty's getting the bullet out, yep. loading the gun, aiming the gun, deciding if he wants to shoot. The wolf's just like, I see you. <laughs> Not even fucking trying and to make a move. By and one good eye. Shoots him in the other eye. Shoots him yeah. in the other fucking the eye, eye, dude. Yeah. And then you see the slow transition back to Reverend Lowe. Which is just a lot of like hair, hair like Hers making hair bristling grows. noises. I just like, I <sighs> wanted there to be one extra scene where they explain why there's the dead preacher's body, right? With a bullet through the eye, yeah, in the living room naked, yeah. <laughs> and they well, and then it's like one last scare. He gets up. Oh yeah, he cries. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it's like the carry moment. <laughs> he goes up. Yeah, and um. Not only that, one last cripple joke. Oh, oh yes. that's the best joke. Yes. 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 Oh, oh, so good. Let's, let's do it together. Ready? I didn't do Mo- the whole thing. Which part do you have? His re- his response? No, no yeah, I just yeah. Marty. Just, just Marty, it. are you all right? I can't walk. <laughs> did, did I ruin it? No, I thought <laughs> I can't feel he my legs. All he says my legs. all except for my legs. 
they I don't, don't think I can walk. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all I wrote. I just tried to get walk. Sorry. Sorry then, to disappoint you on that one. And then they say they love each other. Wait, and then she says, I wasn't always able to say it, but I can say it now. I love you, I love Marty. you, Marty. And it freezes on them. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> and it was just fucking it's over. <laughs> I was so no, upset. Let's talk about that. <laughs> what the fuck? Good night for what? I know. Dude? I like, I is Marty dead now? I is this like the future night. when she's telling this the story is her, and Marty's now deceased? Exactly. No, this is her looking into, she's telling the eulogy at Marty's fucking funeral. Out oh in front God. of everybody here. Yeah. So what, ridiculous. That's what they should have showed. Yeah. They should have showed her yeah. at, like sitting at a podium telling the eulogy. At yeah. eul- and it was just so weird. That narr- the narration was so odd. They should have made it where like Marty was so disturbed by having to kill a werewolf that he became insane and he slit his wrists and then she's at the fucking yeah. his funeral. Something, right. Real depressing. Some, some ending. Yeah. yeah, it was so yeah. weird. Ugh. Oh I mean, boy. It, was, it was great though. I'm glad we started with this one. Yeah, it was right. Right. Nice. <laughs> like uh, crippled complications. Like just something. Ugh. That sounds like a good band name. Crippled yep. complications. Dry thrust. So I Dry think, thrust. Nobody's going to um, get that. I don't care. <laughs> Goose rump? Goose rump. Um, I was so, really drunk during the holiday, and I was talking about making a band called Dry Thrust. It happened. Featuring. We had a. Uh, featuring had, vaginal. Vaginal drizzle. Dri- drizzle. Vaginal drizzle. Yeah. We all dry thrust one, two, three, four. If you choose to use that band name, please let us know. Tag us. Send us a message. Do well, something. And then, and, then I was, and then I was telling my friend Jeff that he had a goose rump. Yeah, because I might have smoked. Yeah, I might have smoked a little sticky. Yeah, I missed all that. Thank God. Yeah, some sticky nugs. Yeah, you were inside when this was happening. Yeah, right? I was trying yeah. to mack it to uh, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then we got yelled at outside. Yeah. yeah. Um. So IMDb, the rating is six point three out of ten. That's a little high, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. For me, at least. Okay. For me too. So we'll go. We'll go around and see what everyone thinks. Um. Wait. Let me. Let me record these. Jess, yep. what do you think? What um, would you give it? This movie for me is probably a f- I would give it a five and five five point five. Okay. Yeah. I lo- it's a cool movie and it has like cool special effects. Um, because they're funny, not because they're good, because they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the yep. wolf. I mean, the wolf is good because it's so bad. That's kind of like the appeal so to it. It's cheesy, not like a yeah. good transformation scene, but I think the movie is uh, it's a good like corny eighties movie. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's not like unwatchable. It's very watchable and it's very. I feel like it's a very fast movie too. It's not overly long, so no. you watch it and right. it's done and. Um. Yeah. Of course. There's a million other better werewolf movies out there. I, Underworld. I, like for me. <laughs> no. What? I was no. Say, what? <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like um the movie like drifts between being like like a like a comedy movie. Yeah. I know it's not supposed to be, and being like like scary. I thought the movie was legit scary when I was a kid. Particularly the scene when they're um on the um covered bridge, mm-hmm. and he's like talking to him and everything. I thought that was like really creepy when I was when I was uh, younger. But other than that. It's not like terribly awesome movie, but I do. It's fun. It's got a place in my heart forever. Yeah. All right, John, you're next. I'm um, I'm in the same boat as Jesse. Actually, I think gave it a five. Like okay. actually, like talking about it, I was like six maybe, but no, it's it's yeah. it's cohesive to an extent that like I it was more watchable than I thought it would be. But mm. like, yeah, the werewolf looks terrible. <laughs> but there's so many one-liners. Like I think Gary, if, it, if the movie didn't have Gary Busey in it, oh, hundred percent, yeah, nothing. Gary Busey really carries. I think also if they didn't have Corey Haim or Gary Busey, it would have just been like a pretty, probably a pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Movie. Well, actually, the guy who played the priest is awesome yeah. too, and I do like right. him a lot. And people under the stairs, he he was a creepy character. He was actually really awesome at what he did. I thought he was mm-hmm. creepy and everything. I think like just 
the 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 way the werewolf looked and some of the writing. They didn't was just explain a lot of things. They didn't yeah. explain why he was a werewolf to begin with, and yeah. all these other like all these holes, like the family that lives in this bubble that doesn't understand well, the danger. Well, and the re- that there's all these montages of people leaving. Yeah. Also, and- like the re- I mean, the reveal when you're a kid is is pretty awesome. But watching it like now as an adult, the yeah. reveals very it's like obvious, obvious from yeah. like very right, early on. Yeah. And if they would have made that like a little more like uh, if the if the introduction to to the werewolf and to the priest being the werewolf was a little better, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. Maybe, but but so, that but that right. funeral scene, I think, is probably oh, awesome. the best thing. That like mm-hmm. that, yeah, that there, scene was awesome. If the rest yeah. of the, it's almost like a director, a different director made that scene yeah. and like right. was like, here, I made this. You do the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and someone else was like, oh, I only do like made for TV movies, but I guess I'll try. <laughs> Because that's what the movie kind of feels like. It kind of feels like a made-for-TV movie. It does, movie. at times, yeah. And like, you said like it was, f- and it was released in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. It feels Weird. like a lifetime movie. It does. It's yeah, got like the this music whole, and the wholesomeness. Yeah. You can do anything if you're crippled. Yeah. Like, kill a werewolf. <laughs> live, live your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Melissa, what can't do you Can't cry think? every day. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't cry all times. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of shit that I've rated so far. I don't have it in front of me. I think I gave like Silent Night and you gave it a seven. Happy birthday, seven. Yes. So I think I have to give this like a seven. I was gonna go six, but I think I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, you did. You gave him a seven. But like because of Busey, because of Corey, because of fucking Anna Green Gables, like all these people from my childhood. (laughs) Like I was just so happy to see them all together in one fucking place. And yes, it's Stephen King. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do we even mention that scene? I feel like we go- he's not in this movie. He's not in it. Stephen King's in it. No. Where? He's, Where? he's in the funeral scene. Nope. No, that's Wrong the other movie. movie. Oh, yeah, duh. I'm getting yeah. confused. No, I was no, disappointed. No, right. Me and Melissa talked, talked about, about this, this because he, he does make a cameo in a lot of the movies Most. that are based on his stories, but not in this one. Probably, not, probably for good proper reason. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, he did write the screenplay for yeah, it, though, I, so he was involved. I had but... to go back and see when the first Stephen King, I think it was The Shining. Was that the first one of his books that was made into a, a movie? I might have been. I'm don't, not sure. I think it yeah. is. I mean, it would have to be pretty close because that was early on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I have to give this a six. Mm-hmm. I can't go seven. Well, we know you. This, we but... know you give six or seven. So. Okay, so... I know there's no other. Yeah. There's no other number between one and ten that you could think of. <laughs> That's the because, rating system for the stuff. Thing is, the thing is, like like Melissa said, like I really enjoyed it a lot because Steph, the Busey was amazing. On a scale of six to seven, <laughs> what do you think of this movie? <laughs> I know, and I loved Corey Haim in it, and the the priest was amazing. The wolf costume was fucking horrendous, yeah. but everything else was really good. So it was really enjoyable. Like I had listen, fun. I still, I, I do, it. I do still enjoy this movie. I, yeah. I, 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 when yeah. I give something a five, it's not that it's bad. It's just no, that it's no, watchable. I know. Yeah. But I, right. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm as very you. willing to give things. Good what year was this again? Was this pre or post thriller? Eighty five. Because uh, this was post thriller. Okay. I think. When did Thriller come out? It, had it to was be earlier eighties. Okay. Yeah, I would so there was so. better wolf costumes. Oh, absolutely, oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Because There's, I, th- well, I think even what, when did Werewolf, um, American Werewolf in London, come out? Oh, I couldn't that was tell you. it was around this time or, or prior. I, and that wolf no, it's, was de- much, it's definitely prior. Was much movie. better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But that was yes. an actual professional yeah. makeup. I, you didn't look up who did the special effects for this. No. I always it was that. Romaldi no. or something. They said creatures. I mean, I remember a title credit being specific about it. Always got to get the people to do yeah. the special effects on. Well, the special effects weren't great. That's why. I That's guess why I we need to know yeah. who did them. Yeah. Um, but actually, so I, I just wanted to say also, I think a lot of the reason that the question, there's a lot of like un- unanswered questions in this movie is because this was a novelette. It was yes. a short story. It wasn't a novel. So he couldn't really, because you know, Stephen King, like he'll fucking explain 
every goddamn detail right, in that's the story. Fine. That's, and I think that's the problem with this. But is then, like, it like, was don't, a short story. don't have those scenes where the preacher's right. trying yeah. to right. yeah. don't rationalize it. his yeah. behavior. Like, don't even have And I don't there. think I ever read this. Do you guys, did you ever read no, the story? I, I read it years and years ago. I mean, maybe I did it, but I don't remember. It's a long time ago. But, yeah, even so, I mean, it's still a movie, yeah. and they still yeah. had, and they still had a fairly big budget for the time. Oh, seven movie. million! So yeah. there's no goddamn excuse why they couldn't have got someone competent to do the werewolf. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I love, yeah. I know people that love this werewolf because it is terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. And it is kind of like it's beloved because it is so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like people have just accepted it. But yeah. All right, so that wraps up our uh, review of Silver Bullet. Catch the bullet, Coors Light. <laughs> Um, so we just want to thank everybody who has been uh, writing us reviews on iTunes and uh, commenting and liking our posts on Instagram and buying our pins. We really, really appreciate it. Um, you guys are amazing. So remember, if you uh, are interested, check us out on SayYouLoveSatanPodcast.com. You can email us at SayYouLoveSatanPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram if you haven't already, um, SayYouLoveSatanPodcast. Is that it? On iTunes as well. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. Happy New Year since that's coming up. And hugs Merry, to Merry Christmas if we missed you. Yeah, hugs and kisses to everybody all over the world. We got people <laughs> in the UK. We got my German bitches. We got some Aussies. We got my Aussie hoes. We got some bitches in Canada. You know, you Canadians are okay. I don't got an issue with you. Yeah. My family's French Canadian. I know. That's why I said I don't got an issue with you. <laughs> yeah. I plow a Canadian. Thank you. We appreciate everything and we love you and goodbye. Have a good one, my friends. Good night. Adios. Goodbye. Have a nice sleep tonight. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Which that doesn't leave much. I would do everything. I'm going to blast your mom. (laughs) Don't fear the reaper. It's just my body, but my mind is indivisible. Because of the end of civilization... The Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life.